0: Hot mic, hot mic. Hot mic, hot mic. Here we are.
1: If you hear my phone ringing,
0: mm-hmm. that's
1: just a bill collector.
0: We'll it. Okay, them. so we ignore it. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> as you always do. <laughs>
1: Ooh, all right. What kind of coffee are we drinking here?
0: Uh, it is the, like, Costco Colombian like, 100% Colombian. Oh, shit, dude. Uh, yeah, and then you, you opted for some half and half. Yes. So yeah. we got you some half and half. I'm drinking it straight black.
1: Yeah, you are. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yep. Man, what a man, what a man.
0: I just, you get more flavor out of it, I feel. Especially because mm-hmm. I do tap into my basic white man stuff, and I'll have pumpkin spice when, yeah. when it's the season. I love pumpkin spice. Yeah, so, like, the problem, because I started drinking coffee when I was 16. Oh, and that's like what I, happened. Well, that, that I explains mean, that's a lot. part it. It does explain <laughs> a lot, right? No, but I... Uh, and just being like a kid who's like, you know, Irish, I was like, oh, let me put Irish cream in this pumpkin spice coffee. And like, that's not a good combination. So I was like, oh, I don't like pumpkin spice for the longest time. And then I started drinking it black when I started like paying attention more to like health and yeah. whatnot. And I'm like, it's just everything tastes so much better when it's just straight black coffee. So like that it. or like hazelnut, like I love, I'm a sucker for a hazelnut coffee. Because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you just don't have to mix anything. Into well, it. hazelnut's just it anything. a
1: little bit more subtle, right?
0: Uh, compared to pumpkin spice, yeah. (laughs) Yes, compared to pumpkin spice it is, yeah.
1: Pumpkin spice. That That should be on, like, the uh, table of contents. It should be, Mm -hmm. like, another freaking mineral or a
0: gas no it's a liquid it it should be on the periodic table of elements i agree just pumpkin spice whatever i know it's made up of multiple things i think it's like cinnamon and nutmeg and that's like the balance yeah that's true
1: and i I love cinnamon i guess that's what it is Uh, welcome to cinnamon talk with uh cinnamon talk yes patrick bean oh yes thank you patrick Patrick coffee bean
0: yes that's a (laughs) hundred percent there was uh sidebar there was a friends of mine from new jersey They uh, wanted to do a show where they were like failed entrepreneurs and then eventually they go, oh, we're going to open our own coffee shop and I was going to play this over-the-top fictionalized version of myself Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. who had escaped to Colombia and knew how to grow like the best coffee bean in the world and the cartels after me. Coffee, not cocaine, but coffee. (laughs) Uh, And uh, yeah, I was going to be like just always in like, you know, like a straw hat with like a samurai sword. I was going to be like that out there dude. Like I would pick my toes with the samurai sword, like that just that shit crazy guy nice. uh yeah we never got to make it but maybe one we day. need
1: to do it we need okay. to do it and it speaks to to volume to, to coffee which is probably the most consumed drug you know mm-hmm. in the world it's probably more it, it is more lucrative than cocaine. yeah
0: it's i mean it's legal mm-hmm. you uh, you can go to the store and buy it there's no cocaine aisle at fries <laughs> be great if there were i mean it might be the coca-cola aisle yeah, yeah i was gonna say sponsored yeah, by was, coke yeah. thank you uh but no but like yeah i coffee's a hundred percent that is my drug like, I don't do anything, I don't even smoke weed, I don't really, like, none of it, I'm just a coffee guy.
1: Is there, is there another way to mainline it, like, a harder way to take in caffeine than, than just taking it black?
0: I don't know. I mean, unless you slam, like, an energy drink. Because an energy drink is, like, four, is equivalent of, like, four cups of coffee. Gotcha. That's the only, so you're probably just ingesting that much more that faster, but that's the strongest way I'm aware of. And a
1: cup of coffee is a shot of espresso? I believe so. Where's the... I I think so. Weights and measures here.
0: Yes. I think that is what it balances out to. Yeah. I, I don't know why this thinks of it, but like, so when you took like driver's ed and yep. you were like 16, did they go over the whole like one beer is equal to one shot of liquor is equal to one glass of wine?
1: Not when I was taking my driver's license, but I'm also from the country, so it was just given that you were drinking. <laughs>
0: Fair. They're like, as long as you're below 0.08, the sheriff won't have to escort you home. I don't know. No, in my driver's, I don't know why I thought of this. In driver's ed, they actually made you, tested you on the equivalent. Yeah. And I'm like, this has nothing to do with driving. Yeah. What are we, I'm like, this is for the judge to tell me like where I screwed up. I don't need this math equation now. Yeah. You know,
1: I don't know. Maybe they're, they're catching you early. So they're like, Hey, you know, you, we know you're going to do this. That's that's that is a smart way to go about it. We know you're going to do this. <laughs> so yeah. here's what you would want to wait.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know? If you do one beer and one shot, you should be okay. That's two <laughs> drinks. It's fine. Like that's the worst coaching.
1: Unless you're driving a stick shift and then you got to drop
0: cut it in half. Yeah, exactly, cuz you need that extra bit of coordination. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but now there's Waymo and all these Autonomous vehicles. Oh, I can't I can't trust I see a Waymo go by. I'm like, this is this is where the human race dies. <laughs> this is where we go. Like it's it's like it's not even the whole like oh they're taking jobs away from the Uber and the Lyft guys and yeah. taxi guys. I'm like, this is just this is where it starts. This is how this is the alternate opening to Terminator.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I you can see that in a in a bunch of different avenues mm-hmm. these days. You know, yeah. Chat GPT, CRISPR. Mm-hmm. AI, man, it's a it's a tool. Have you have you used AI
0: for any of your writing? I have not. No, I know some people talk about like, oh, it just helps with prompts or whatever. I don't know. I'm a little I think I'm a little too purist. I'm like, I just Mm -hmm. want it to come from inside and just whatever my mind goes. I like I'm open to the idea of playing with for like a writing exercise for like brainstorming, Mm -hmm. maybe. And then everything that comes from that topic comes from me. But yeah, I don't have I you have you tried No,
1: it? no, no, cuz a part of me is going to be like, oh, "Okay, well this is totally easier. I'm just going to do this." And right. then it's like you you then I'm a slave to like that mm-hmm. prompt versus like right. yeah, like we're talking about coming up coming up with it more organically.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then it's gonna be like, you're gonna feel like the rock band that's like, I can't get sober, or else I won't get write good music anymore. Except yeah. it's not a drug, it's ChatGPT.
1: Dude, there's a part of that, like, mm-hmm. with, with my writing, mm-hmm. I, I get home and I'm just like, oh, I need to light up, you know, because mm-hmm. then yeah, then yeah. The, the funny's gonna come to me a little bit easier, right. because now I'm like, and open to more silliness, or just like an avenue that my brain wouldn't normally go down on. Yeah, You know what, dude, I'm actually, to, to switch gears
0: here. Yeah, go for
1: it. How do you feel about morning sex?
0: uh i mean not with you but sure like it's it's like ten thirty in the morning that's a weird prompt uh i, yeah? I guess i guess okay. how do you
1: how do you perform in more okay so here's 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 the reason i bring it up
0: okay yeah um a hard pivot but I'm i cannot
1: orgasm in the morning
0: wow okay
1: i don't know what it is interesting right. i don't know and in my mind evolutionarily mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. wake up with an erection right because that day, we probably like during the day we have to go hunt our food, right? Mm-hmm. I might not make it back. So evolutionarily, Mother uh, Nature's like, here's here's a hard on, right? Go use it to spread your seed because you might not make it back at night. I've never thought of that. You know, okay. to 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 have the act,
0: right? Right? Right?
1: So I'm like, okay. So that's in my mind. I was like, okay, that's why there's morning wood, right? Mm-hmm. Makes then, makes
0: perfect sense. By the way, I've never heard that. Makes sense. Yeah, I love it.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah yeah that's, for my reasoning that's man that's that's such a <laughs> my ego mm-hmm. uh, all right but then i can't orgasm and mm. i don't know what it is like it's just like the the nerves or whatever just it won't allow me like you know nine times out of ten i won't mm, yeah and then our our view of sex is so not twisted but like that's yeah. the end goal Mm-hmm. Where we forget that, hey, we're just we're just sharing this experience, right? Right. And but if my partner doesn't make me orgasm, mm-hmm. then they're like, oh, well, what did I do wrong? What right. is this? And I'm like, no, no, it's just it's just the way I am for whatever reason, right? Right. Until okay. we talked about Uh-oh. I was in Vegas.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Morning sex with vacation, Juan.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I always finish, and you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm like. I'm on vacation, so there's no, like, there's nothing pressure. I'm just hanging out, Mm -hmm. this and that. But in the daily life, I'm thinking about job. I'm thinking about, you know, the comedy. I'm thinking about the kids. I'm Mm -hmm. thinking about all this shit that I need to get going. And and instead of having, you know, uh, an intimate moment with my partner. being in the
0: moment, right?
1: My mind is like, there's all this shit I got to do. So I guess maybe a part of me is like... That's that's my blockage because mm-hmm. on vacation, it was great.
0: <laughs> I mean, it could be. So my original theory was going to be, are you worried about like morning breath? Or oh, like yeah, do you have sure. like sleep in your eye and it's like half open? Like that would be my insecurity is yes. like you're gonna cause I live on coffee like we were talking about. So like I feel like I almost just have constant coffee breath mm-hmm, unless mm-hmm. I'm freshly brushed or mouthwash everything. Yeah. Uh so that would be my insecurity, but that makes sense. Yeah, you're just on vacation, you're just relaxed, you're you're more present because you're like Oh, we don't have anything to do for three hours. You know what I mean. Whereas, you know, everyday life, it's like, oh, I got to get up. I got to take care of the kids. I got to do this. I yeah. got to go get put gas in the car and grocery shop, or whatever. Like, vacation is just like, uh-huh.
1: if you do it right, I guess, right? Yeah, because there's there's just some people that are just like, you know, when you have an itinerary mm-hmm. or you, you you're you're we're so locked in the we need to be having fun. We need to be relaxed. We need to be this. Mm-hmm. And if you're you're you still need to not, relax. yeah, you're. <laughs>
0: relax already It's guilty like, it work. that's what we all are though we all tell each other like let's relax that's fine and like we'll go to those moments but then as soon as somebody like leaves the yoga class right now somebody cuts them off in traffic and they're just god damn it like it just immediately 180s and now you need to go back to yoga yeah. but no everyday life we're way too tight and stressed so i think to your point in the example of like morning sex it's like vacation it works because it's just, yeah, you're just relaxed, it it's clicked, whatever, man. it doesn't even, like, you're not even, like, a tropical paradise, you're in Vegas, which I think is fun, I Con- enjoy Concrete Vegas. paradise. You're in a concrete, jungle, neon, light paradise. <laughs> Utopia. Just, burr, burr, just pulling the slot machines, everything's great, yeah, mm-hmm. but, uh, no, but it's just, like you said, it's the vacation, it's less stress, it's just, you can relax, it's you and your lady, good time, Yeah. Yeah. I,
1: I, yeah. I just had that epiphany mm-hmm. this last time where I was just like, okay, this isn't going to happen. And I'm like, wait, hold up. Wait, hang on. Hey, <laughs> what's going on we're here? here. Yeah. I'm like, I wonder why. Like, I, yeah. I, I can't just ever just accept it. I'm always just like,
0: why? Yeah. I feel, I I feel like everyone kind of gets that. Like just a vacation is just everything is better on a vacation. Like I was having this conversation with someone recently where like, uh, when like new couples just go on vacation, mm-hmm. that's like, it. it's everyone's happy on a vacation it's when it comes down to like figuring out compatibility and stuff like that that's when it's like okay what do we do on a rainy day when we're both like stuck in the house together that's when you find out if a couple can last anyone can go to a vegas or a cancun or wherever and have a blast (gasps) and be magically in love and then it's like when you're sitting there waiting for the other person to take the garbage out that's the real test of a relationship exactly
1: dude i had this thought the other day where it was like what if i kind of um fabricated certain scenarios that mm-hmm. would test oh what's going on here
0: oh i just saw something pop up on your laptop are we You're good yeah go check that
1: yeah i should have let that run a little bit before we started Ah, no we're good. we're good all the wake up stuff it needs to do it's like your computer's like we haven't run an antivirus check and oh, yeah. so and and we need to update steam and which i like never use <laughs> it's
0: just taking up ram for no reason
1: um but talking about that right is like that quote from mlk right mm-hmm. where it's um don't judge a man's character by how he behaves in times of comfort, you mm-hmm. know, uh, yeah, you know, see how he does when he's actually under stress, oh yeah, to paraphrase
0: yeah, no, that's a hundred percent correct, I think when somebody's really stressed that's when you see. The yeah, true side, the good, true side. bad, and different.
1: So like a part of me is like, we know, it's it's almost like sneaky and just like, ooh, but it's like fabricating certain, you know, mishaps and scenarios mm-hmm. yeah. that kind of like show you what the person is capable of mm-hmm. or where they would stand. Um, because also you're going to be better for it. Like how many friendships start where it's like, oh, I fucking hated you the first oh, time I met you God, or, yeah. you know, you got on my nerves or this and that. Mm-hmm. And then you realize that if you're able to work through that, you know the the head mm-hmm. that you guys are stronger for it yeah. yeah anytime you confront somebody you're it you're gonna be better for it and yeah. the relationship will get stronger as long as you guys are both trying mm-hmm. you know yeah. if, if that's the goal i mean you know obviously there's other altercations and whatnot but you know how how guilty should i feel about <laughs>
0: fabricating
1: certain scenarios like that
0: Right. Well, I don't I mean fabricating it, yes, maybe. And I
1: haven't done it yet. I'm just saying yeah, this just is this the is record. this is a thought uh problem, a thought experience. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, well, I think but uh, to your point, I know some of my best friends like immediately I could not stand them. Like I don't know if I've ever told you this story, buddy, so like I apologize in advance, but uh my one friend, he's an improviser in Chicago. Yeah. His name's Steve Grande, and he, the same semester I transferred to Rowan University. He decided he was gonna start like the on campus sketch improv club. Nice. And so I showed up and I had I had done some improv. as was mainly a stand up comic at the time, right? And mm-hmm. I was like there was something where I was like, I don't know if I like this guy. I don't know if I'm going to get along with him. I have to work with him because it's his idea and this is his club. But like, Mm. and then like, there was never a moment of like, hey man, it bothered. Like, we just figured it out and gelled and then he became one of my best friends. But it's to your point. So like, there was never that like, what the hell? Like, it was just like, oh, you do things that way? That's cool. I do it this way. And then like, you just figured out and you blend. Yeah. But yeah, I've, I've, and that, that's just the first example that comes to my mind where like, yeah, at first I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get along with this guy. And then the next thing you know, it's like, oh, this is my best friend that we roomed in college and we ran the club, like everything. That's cool. Great. Yeah. Cause
1: you guys, you guys were just viewing it through my lens. You mm-hmm. guys just, um, held Held your your pride, your ego, or you know, you check that at the door because mm-hmm. you guys were there for the funny. You guys right. were there for the improv, the yep. business side of it. So it's like mm-hmm. let's let's find out how we can mesh because you know, however we feel about this mm-hmm. is secondary to the grand the more grand right. scheme of things. Right. To 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 make it work. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And Instead that- of making it work my way.
0: Right. And that was the thing is we both came from those two different places. Like he had done some stand up and he was good in that as well. But he was more of a sketch improv guy. I had done some sketch improv I was more of a stand up guy. So then when we combined, we were just able to find that rhythm and collaborate of like, oh, I like how you do that way. That'll mix my really well with my way of that. And like and then we just found our own way and then oh, other yeah, people man. joined in the mix and it was great. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was also we both had the long-term goals of performing. Yeah. So that helped as well. Because like everyone else was like maybe on the fence or some people want to do dramatic acting or this person want to do that and stuff. And we were both like, no, we want to do comedy. Like this it's is just such what we
1: want to do. such a mix in there. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I was mentioning, you know, I I come from the music world mm-hmm. and that's very like, you know, genre specific, you know, in your lane. Like if you go, if you go to a show, mm-hmm. all the bands are going to be in the same vein. Yeah. Whereas if you go to a comedy show or you go to an improv place, mm-hmm. there's so many styles coming yeah. together mm-hmm. that, you know, it's it's a true, it's the true melting pot in that sense yeah. of, of performance art. Mm-hmm. You know, you get people that were, are going to do poetry. You get people that are going to do the physical comedy, mm-hmm. raunchy, clean. There's so many different avenues with it.
0: Yeah. And that's what makes it so great. Yes. Is just it. You don't know what's coming. Like you have your theme shows of like, this is the dirty show. This is the clean show. And this Mm -hmm. is, you know, this is the all guys, all girls, whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like when you just go to a show and there is no theme to it, aside from just comedy show, it's you're going to everyone finds something. And yeah, you have the person who maybe used to be homeless and that's like a big part of their actor. You have the person in like the super white bread upbringing, you know, like Family Matters or uh, not Family Matters, excuse me. Um, What's the one that Bob Saget was on? yeah family full uh, house no full, full house, house yeah. full house like the full house like white bread clean and you know mm-hmm. cheesy uncles and stuff like that right and like just everything in between and that's that's what makes it so fun yeah it truly does
1: so you mentioned chicago were you in chicago for a bit
0: uh no i visited my buddy uh, he now he studied with like all the improv troops and everything yeah, he runs yeah. uh we'll give them a shout out they're good people he run helps run it's called Batsu. Puzzle. in chicago and there's one in new york there's also one in london they're expanding they're great thank you uh it's basically take like whose line is it anyway yeah but mix it with like a japanese game show where there's punishments oh remember like silent library on yeah, MTV? yeah yeah it's like that so you do an improv game and then if you screw up you'll like get shot with a paintball gun right because you're the first person <laughs> uh, screw up for the second person game screw up you get hit twice right like it's stuff like that it's hysterical so he yeah. he does all that stuff yeah
1: dude that's so fun yeah you need to talk to him about doing one here
0: I know there's that's that would be a good conversation that would be fun I'm sure he'd love to come out and help expand it and all.
1: Dude, that would be on your shoulders, sir. I, mean, I am tasking would, you with this.
0: With bringing it to... Fe- all right, I'll 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 talk to him. Yeah. I, he and I have been meaning to catch up. We've been texting lately. Yeah. Just like catching up here and there and all. Because like Chicago, I guess, like still had like some very strict rules on their shows. So like his show, only now in like 2024, is just starting to like pick up the momentum again. Oh, wow. Like, they were still like really hesitant on it. Yeah. 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 So. Damn. But yeah, come no, on, we'll Windy City. To... I know. Well, like the New York one ran, and then I, th- uh, I think they were part of Edinburgh a few mm, months ago, mm-hmm. uh, like right at the end of the summer. Yeah. And I think like London, like a venue in London, picked them up, and so now they and they just extended their run in London. It's this great company called Face Off. They're really good dudes. Dude, running it. Yeah, guys and girls doing improv and sketch, and there's great improv and sketch comics out here. So it would probably actually you're you're onto something, wrong
1: Yeah this this area, man. It's
0: it's very talented.
1: It's very talented. The the issue is that it's it's spread out. That's yes. that's always been my argument with it because again from the music side of it and and the fact that it's a zero tolerance state when it comes to, you mm-hmm. know, drinking and driving that dude, if you have one drink, you know, you could end mm-hmm. up, you know, with with a DUI. And people it does, you know, that triggers something. Yeah. Um yeah. and everything's so spread so either you're going to drive far. Um, Mm -hmm. the, the lift might be more expensive than you're wanting, right? cheaper than a DUI. I'm going to tell you that right now. Absolutely. Um, but it it is, it's very spread out. Um, but the, the cool thing about that is that as it's growing like crazy here Mm. is that those pockets will, uh, will become a little bit busier. Yeah. Um, we just got to get out of this little, this little bubble that the economy's in Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we'll, we'll be better off for it.
0: Yeah. I think teams. it's already on the upswing. Yeah. I think it is. I think yeah. the venues are starting to get more full, more yes. consistently full everywhere you yeah. go. And, and people
1: are getting, getting to know that, Hey, there is comedy out here yeah. and there's, there's some people you want to check out. Not just mm-hmm. people, the people touring through, yeah. you know, a house of blues and, uh, or house of comedy House of comedy. Yeah. yeah. And CB Live and stand up, stand up Tempe live and all and that. Prov, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly.
0: No, and which is right. great. But yeah, there's all the little pop, and even like House of Comedy, they do like the Tuesday, Wednesday off night shows that are a showcase for locals. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Mike Drop is, I think, building up a lot of locals. JPs, yeah. you can go see a lot of locals. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of that mix. They're
1: they're working it in there for sure. Mm-hmm. It's 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 been it's been awesome to see that because even though I, I tried comedy back in 2019 for a handful of months. Oh, okay. Um, um and being back into it now, like I still didn't, you know, re- I, it wasn't on my radar. Mm-hmm. Um, So I know it's not on a lot of people I, that I know. Yeah. You know, outside of comedy that it's not on their radar, you know, that, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, comedy is something we can go check out and we'll have a good time. Yeah. Versus ver- instead of just like having the touring acts come through. Yeah. There's yeah. some fun people out here, man.
0: Yeah, no, it is. It's such a super talented city. I know there's, there's some comics who like want, Phoenix to kind of become the number four city I guess or even Mm -hmm. try to take over like because you know Obviously you have like New York and LA or you're one and two right for comedy And then now people are saying like Austin's number three because like all the comics are moving there and Joe Rogan and all that And so I know some comics are like ah, never mind Austin Let's make Phoenix number three or at least let's shoot for it and make it number four which I think we have the talent for There's a lot of talent in the city
1: I think I think so, for, for stand-up. Because in Chicago, you do have, like, Second City, you know, yes. when it comes to improv and, and all that. So, I mean, that it is huge. Yeah. They're, they're huge for that. I don't necessarily know their comedy scene. I'm sure it's...
0: They have stand-up, yeah. I think, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah,
1: for sure. I mean, any big city will, for sure. Yeah. Um, especially when you're getting people up there to just kind of <laughs> mm-hmm. get the therapy session in, you know? Oh, I know.
0: I there's <laughs> There's still a fine line, though, between, like... Cause I always joke when people ask me about like open mics and I'm like, it's basically like anyone who is uh, sober enough to sign their name on a piece of paper, but drunk enough to think it's a good idea. That's who gets up at an open mic for the first time a lot of times and there's nothing wrong with it. We all got to start somewhere, but like sometimes I think people just underestimate it. Mm-hmm. and i think that's because like the really great ones make it look so easy
1: and make it look so easy
0: man. and but then it's like some people just forget punchlines and you're like oh like just keep trying like you have a story but like make it funny yeah to everyone <laughs> not yeah. just you that's all that's my only critique like i respect everyone who gets up and tries but there is also a little bit of like can you just can you just make it a little funny
1: yeah for 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 an open mic yeah you're gonna get everything and that mm-hmm. was you know i had my um Uh, My mom's been very supportive, and Mm -hmm. she and uh, one of her friends came out to JP's, and that was a showcase, right? Right. So, they saw that, and then that same week, I did the Tempe Improv, the New Mm -hmm. Faces. Nice. Which is a bringer show. You get 10 people, you can get up on the Tempe Improv stage. Mm -hmm. You know, that's all it takes. Yeah. And it's a bigger club than Mm -hmm. JP's, more renowned, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's been around forever. But the show wasn't as good Mm. as J.P.'s because J.P.'s was curated. He reached out to the comics that he would want to participate Mm -hmm. versus this one. It's like you're reaching out to the club saying, hey, I got 10 people. All right, Right. cool, stage is yours. Yeah, yeah. So they were able to see kind of like firsthand – you mm-hmm. know, and then they went to the Wayward Open Mic, and that was another fucking. That's thing. a
0: whole. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> just a full blown open mic. That's a whole different ball game, right <laughs> yeah. there.
1: But you're able to see the 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 bunch of tears mm-hmm. that that you when you're going to go check out comedy. It's not. It's not. You know, it's not a guarantee, right? But it's also because it's not a guarantee. You, you don't know what magic might happen. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. whereas like one person just fucking you know nails their bit or something crazy just happens you because yeah. that, that's
0: we're all crazy man <laughs> a little bit you have to be you have to be to get on stage Be like i'm gonna talk and people are gonna find me funny and so enjoyable
1: there is there is a little bit of that ego where it's like i got something to say and it's interesting mm-hmm. and it's funny and you're gonna want to hear it so what when did yeah. you kind of like get the first inclination that like oh maybe i want to try stand-up comedy
0: Uh, I was a kid. I always wanted to be like center of attention. Like I remember being five years old, like getting like magic kits. And being mm-hmm. like, oh, I want to mm-hmm. be a magician when I grow up, or yeah, I want to yeah. be an actor. Cause yeah. like cause when you're five, the first job you want is to be Batman. Mm-hmm. And then you find out that's that's not real. That's just Michael Keaton who's pretending to be Batman. I'm like, well, I want to do that. Yeah. Uh so that was what I always wanted to do. And then I remember like my dad would let me watch stand up when I was like a real little kid, like when it was still like on network TV in the early nineties, as like the eighties boom kind of drifted off. Yeah. Uh and then uh I would always make my parents laugh at the dinner table just and like real not like oh our son's so cute like actual like put the fork down because we don't want to choke we're laughing so oh, hard shit. um and then i uh, so growing up in new jersey i listened to a show called opie and anthony yep yep yeah you're familiar yeah so they'd have like all the great new york comics on you have mm-hmm. you know bill burr and louis ck and ricky gervais would come hang out patrice o'neill and bob like all those guys would go hang out um and i really liked I mean, one as a teenager, I liked the lifestyle of wait. You can just wake up at noon and then you work at night. Yeah, it's so crazy. Dude. Yeah, because I was already doing the same thing just with video games. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that's the perfect job for me. And then you know, I just kept like studying and watching and all that. So yeah, probably like uh, somewhere in that like twelve to sixteen year old range is where I was like, I think I want to do comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Dang, dude,
1: that takes a lot of balls at that age. Yeah, to do that. Yeah. It, I, I'm so I'm so antiquated. With my my my. View of the world, man. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm getting to this point right now where I'm just like, this. And you've always heard it where it's like, ah, oh, you know, this doesn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like, none of this makes sense, right? Like how, right. Uh, what a, a a life, like how people can choose to make lives like a, uh, um, a lifestyle, a mm-hmm. career out of just almost thin air like even yeah. to me like like I was watching news anchor bloopers last night and I was okay. like what a weird profession news mm-hmm. anchors are yeah like yeah. hey this happened in your area and I'm the person that you guys like to
0: listen to yeah. to tell you this news I'm Here the handsome guy or the beautiful woman who I'm going to present it to you now right Dude,
1: like watching those newsroom bloopers I'm just like wait their life is just to get up and read a teleprompter yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, just be a talking head. That's all it like, is. What you just present it well. I mean, yeah. some of it they have to do the actual writing and reporting themselves. So especially to the get to that too. point. Especially oh, yeah. to
1: yeah. W- once you once you are a news anchor. Yeah, because I'm I'm thinking I was like, how do you even get up to those avenues? Well, you got to be a field reporter. You be I'm the sure, field reporter you know, first, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 So you you do you do do some grunt work for sure. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. then it's like and then you reach a point where it's just and then, there has to be an incredible ego attached to that. That is is different? I don't know. To me, to me, it'd be different than than you know, as a creative, mm-hmm. because like I'm I'm making something out of kind of thin air, right? You know, right? Uh, you know, on the spot or just being that 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 most creative. Whereas you know, this this avenue is like you're you're taking something here that's happened mm-hmm. in the area. Somebody else is writing it up for
0: you, and yeah. then you're presenting it. Right? You know, it's it's comedy is uh, just pull it out of your head and be like. Anyone else think this is weird? And that's that's what you're doing, or yeah. like this happened to me those one time. You tell a story or whatever it is. Yeah,
1: I guess it's like acting, right? I mean, unless mm. you're writing the script. Then you're you're literally just doing that. You're just really good at reciting these lines and and conveying an, an emotion and making it believable.
0: Yeah, you're you're emoting. You're becoming another person. Yeah, you know, you're really like putting yourself to the side and figuring out like, okay, if I, I I'm guess in that's these what's scary and to and me. God, the Therapy yeah.
1: sessions with Patrick Bean. That's <laughs> what's scary to me is is me be becoming something that I'm not and and, yeah. and getting praise for it. And I'm like, wait, you guys didn't like me?
0: Yeah, we know what it is. It's. it's <laughs> You like me when I'm pretending to be that guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know. Well, that's the interesting because I, I like I did high school and college theater, and I think that's part of the fun. Like what I love about the arts, and I want to know what you think about it too, with like music and stuff too, because that's like something I really don't I haven't like dabbled in. Um, yeah. But like acting is you kind of like all the arts. I feel like you find yourself right this is we're getting real introspective yeah uh, I like you kind of find who you are like what you like what you don't like what you believe what you don't believe mm-hmm. and so through acting you do that through like you know like you said the scripts of other people where you portray these characters and you mm-hmm. kind of you find what's similar to that character and what's not similar to that character mm-hmm. stand up is kind of the opposite where you're really just going all right what am i and you rip yourself open you're like what do i believe what do i do this and all yeah. you know so that's That's the thing with acting is, like, the fun part is, oh, I'm going to portray this other person because it's fun to play pretend. We all did it when we were five. We played Cops and Robbers or, you know, Superman and Justice League and all that, right? We'd pretend to be Superman and Spider-Man. So it's just the same thing. Just everyone's on the same page, and we're all playing pretend together. And then, you know, if you're at the level of, like, George Clooney, you're getting paid millions of dollars to play pretend. And it's a (laughs) wonderful, like, who wouldn't want that job, right? But you're the best at playing pretend. You're amazing at it in the grant, like you have proper technique on playing pretend. Play pretend that's yeah but it is a serious art form i don't mean to knock it but like you're just you're the best of the best yes yeah, so of course
1: and we, we can we can dwindle everything any profession down to like you know yeah the actual the point where it, it, yeah it, it sounds like you're just kind of like talking shit about it but it's 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 no it's, it goes from there and then it, it grows legs right because that's how you know a, a good bit is that Hey, this is kind of how I think, but then I'm going to make a caricature of it. Mm-hmm. I'm going right. to exaggerate these points. I'm going to say something I don't necessarily believe, mm-hmm. but because it's funny in this moment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So so there is it, it is that's that's what I love about comedy is that it is the ultimate truth. It is it is, mm-hmm. is cuz laughter is is a, a so natural and uncontrollable response. Like you can spot a fake laugh. Like oh, yeah. like that, right? Oh yeah. So so with with laughter being a a a reaction a physical reaction audible reaction that you really can't control Mm -hmm. because how many times have we fucking laughed at at something in a situation where we shouldn't have oh all the time and 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 when you're on stage it's like all you're doing you're trying to do is be as pure as possible to Mm -hmm. to the comedy to the funny and and it allows, it allows you to be, again, yourself mm-hmm. and, and say, hey, this is what I think, guys. What do you yeah. think about this? Right. About how I view this. And that's what's, that's what's cool about the comedy is, mm-hmm. is that you go to a show and it's all perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're, we can all touch on the same subject, but mm-hmm. our personal, you know, and mm-hmm. our history yep. are going to influence which avenue you go down on. Because I, I saw a comic the other day do. Um, a bit on a, on quinceañeras, okay, and I have a bit on quinceañeras, right. And I was like, "Oh shit, okay, mm-hmm. where is this gonna go?" Is yeah. he and and we didn't really step on each other's shows. Like we could do that bit back to back. Like he could mm-hmm. do his and I could do mine. And I don't think I I wouldn't be offended. You know that, that yeah. You know if if I did it and then he did his, that I'm like, hey, do you just do a quinceañera bit? and I got one. You know, yeah. it's like how are you gonna do that on the same show? But I felt like we did we did us uh, enough of a. Like we're going down parallel lanes, mm-hmm. right? Right, right. Um, where we didn't merge at all, mm-hmm. and that's the beauty of it is yeah. like you you're you're gonna find a different angle on the funny because it's your own perspective. Yeah, and then and finding the people that 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 agrees with is is the big part. Yeah.
0: Well, and I think that's half the fun too. Is you like everyone writes their own experience, but. Like the more honest you are, the easier it is to find where like it's relatable and everyone has kind of felt it uh, to some degree. And they laugh at it, even if they've never put it in words and thought it, they go, that makes perfect sense. And that's where the laugh comes from. Like,
1: oh, that's so true. Do you have, does any joke come to mind where you're like, you don't get a big laugh from the crowd, but you get like one or two hearty? like like deep laughs were like that you know what it was it wasn't that funny to everybody but it was fucking hilarious to this one person mm. or that do you have anything that comes to mind that's like that
0: there's bits and pieces i would i would say it's almost more of an age thing mm-hmm. in gotcha. that when i do because i talk a lot about dating which again like thankfully a lot of people have their own takes because everyone talks about dating right yep. uh so i have a joke and i think it really just hits like 30 and up Gotcha. Where I talk about being single in your 30s, and I go, uh, When you're single in your 30s, you don't have emotional baggage. You have emotional luggage because <laughs> you've been through all the you know, shit already. Lug it around, and yeah. yeah, it's emotional luggage. It's like the zippers are broken, none of it matches, and none of it fits in the overhead compartment. Love it. And like 20 somethings kind of giggle at it, but you can see like 30 and up is like, dude. dude, you are on point. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's like a joke where like, yes, it's funny, but it's more of like, that's just so painfully true yeah 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 i love those jokes that is
1: man that that that's uh for one very good angle thank you um but yeah that would be one that yeah that hits with like a specific demographic yeah, yeah. and so you might not get a huge reaction out of the the whole crowd mm-hmm. but you're gonna get a very hard reaction from a few people and that's that's all it takes man yeah that's all it takes and you're like fuck yeah okay i'm gonna do it yeah. i just watched a chappelle special last night for okay the, um the one he released I don't know, at the end of the year
0: yeah, it was like New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. Yeah. Gotcha. Right okay. at the end. Yeah.
1: And uh yeah, he even he was just like and I know he's gotten a little, you know, more on like the I'm just going to kind of talk about my perspective here, mm-hmm. not necessarily just be funny, you know, right. to be funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just kind of like, "Hey, here's this thought experiment I've been working with." Mm-hmm. So I know I know he's like kind of at that point in his in his career, but yeah. even then he was just like, oh, "I'm going to tell this joke and you guys ain't going to like it, but it right. makes me laugh." Right. And he just he still just did it. And yeah. it's just like you that's that, that's the art form, it, man. Mm-hmm. It's like at the end of the day, you, you guys are here to see me talk. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. When, like when I met Jeff, uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff Ross uh, a couple weeks ago.
0: Oh, you did? Um, nice. I
1: went to his show. Uh-huh. My buddy knows him. So we got to hang out. And he got very cathartic. He talked mm. about a lot of, you know, family loss and, you know, yeah. what it means to him and the relationships. And it, it wasn't all just, you know, shit talking, roasting. Right. You know, was, what was everyone that. knows him for. Really. Yeah, exactly. But you looked around and everybody was just still captivated. Everybody's still mm-hmm. paying attention. They're still like engaged, and I think that's that's the beauty of it that you get to that point where you're respected, yeah. you know. And it's like, okay, this isn't exactly what I expected to see at a Jeff Ross show, but mm-hmm. it's 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 still good. Yeah, you know. And and when I hung out with him in the green room, it was it was kind of like he was like was that a little too raw was that and i'm like how are you second guessing yourself man you're jeff ross right know. Like, like you're one of these you know you're a pillars. legend yeah exactly yeah and even then there it's still just like what'd you think you know mm-hmm. you know because yeah i mean a lot of it's based on the audience yeah you know i mean shit everything's based on the right. audience and fans
0: but it's reassuring to see someone at that level still be like did we like asking for like opinions of like was that too much was that good was that not good where you're like you you should know by now you've been doing this like longer than some of us have been alive Mm -hmm, arguably mm -hmm. i don't know exactly how old he is but like for as long as i can know he's always been on comedy central so you're like how do you you're still set but like that's i mean that's the cool thing about the arts is it's you're always looking to get better so you're always wondering like ooh, can we twist that can we make that better can we tighten that up can we do that like so to see it at that level, you're like, oh, okay, good. Make, exactly. Makes you feel better about second-guessing yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. It, it does, and it, it, it's relatable. And that's where it o- just opens the door to like what we talked about earlier, where it's like everybody's still still trying to figure this fucking ride out. Yeah, you know? yeah. Did you do stand-up in, in uh, Jersey?
0: Yes, I did, yeah.
1: How long were you in Jersey before you moved out here? Uh, or doing stand-up?
0: Oh, uh, that's, uh, so let's see. The first time I did it, I was in high school. I did it like three times before I graduated. Uh, which was nerve wracking because it was in front of my high school like peers. Yeah, so it's and you know high school kids can get judgy. Uh, for so sure. fortunately, I didn't suck. I wasn't great. I did passable. Uh, and then I started in 06 doing it like regularly, did it for like seven years. So from like 18 to 25 ish. Um, and then I just didn't have the work ethic you need in my 20s. I thought like because I was such a good student. So I would get like A's and B's just essentially for showing up and paying attention. Like I was naturally just a good student. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. So then going out into the real world, I was like, oh, I just have to keep showing up. And the good thing, like I'll get the A's in comedy and I'll move up. And it's like, no, that's not. You have to really work. And so it took me a while. Like it was just kind of like a a bit of a culture shock of of a way. Yeah. So I stopped and then I moved out here uh, in 2019 and I'd kind of been like, oh, I guess I'll just be a normal guy. And then like right like February of 2020, I was like, no, nah, I miss it. And I started getting onto it. And then mm. I did a New Faces at CB Live. Yeah. And it was great. And it was like, wow, I really put together this really nice, like seven minute set. It's like, I was so happy with it. Uh, and then the world shut down. And then I had to go sit on the bench for another year and a half. Right. Um, but yeah, so I did it for about seven years in Jersey Fuck. from okay. like, yeah, 18 to 25.
1: Yeah. That's a good chunk, man. Yeah, it's a very good chunk. But so you said you you came here to uh, what brought you here was the Odyssey Museum. Yeah, so yeah, I work at Odyssey. Were in you? Was it just a job, or did you have like a passion for like, um, what, are, what is the word like what, animal care? Yeah, Basically. bio. What is it? Biology. My, yes, that and what's the aquatic biology? What is that one? refer Oh, to like as? marine biology. Marine is what biology, you're thinking? biology. Okay. Is.
0: So I was uh, so there's a Six Flags in my hometown, Six Flags Great Adventure, mm-hmm. and so like the first job I got where I wasn't working for family was I was like sweeping popcorn after the dolphin show that was there, right? And so I met these people who were like head animal trainers, mm-hmm. uh, and I would always like work with them. So I would do like animal like education head shows. Animal trainers? <laughs> 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 no, I don't think so. at least not in front of us, I guess we could say. We're All very right. private about it. Gotcha. Uh, no so I to see nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, no, so I always would like wound up doing like animal shows, and then when it was like, oh hey, I need health insurance, I should get a full- time job. I became there's a safari there, and it's like the largest safari outside of Africa. Uh, so I became what's called a safari warden or like a zookeeper basically. And that was my full-time job. And that was kind of when I was like, oh, this is a tough job. I don't have time to go hit open mics or do anything. So I'm going to just kind of stop and I'd occasionally get on stage, but I wasn't pursuing it
1: anymore. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I
0: was basically a zookeeper for like six years. No shit. And so that was my full-time job. Yeah. Taking care of all those animals. And then, uh, I wanted to change the pace, loved my job. And I just had some coworkers that I didn't really mesh well with. And that's the, a lot of people work with animals Because they don't like working with people. For sure. The problem is you have to work with people to take care of animals. (laughs) So like it's oil and water everywhere. Um, So I wanted to change a pace. And so some of those like, you know, top of the pyramid, top of the food chain animal trainers – Had actually been asked to move out to Scottsdale to Mm. help open Odyssey, Uh, and so I had always kept in touch with them. They were friends, and so when it was time to be like, "Hey, I wanna, I wanna change the scenery. I'm tired of snow, uh, mainly." uh, I, you know, called them up or you know saw them when they visited and said, "Hey, like a job." And so I moved out here, and that was October of 2019. So yeah, and then I was like, "Let me learn what the aquatic side of this." I'd worked with land animals. You know, I took care of bears and lions and tigers, oh my, uh, as well as like some hoof stock and, you know, some bison and deer and some exotic birds and whatnot, baboons even. Jeez. Yeah, know? it was, yeah, I had like a little Ace Ventura chapter of Were my you, life. Did
1: you feed them too? So yeah. yeah. What was the most dangerous animal to feed?
0: Most dangerous animal to feed? I mean, so technically, I'll, I'll give the professional answer. Yeah. Uh, they're all animals and you try to keep, you know. Like, yes, you're taking care of them, but you try to recreate the wild as much as possible. So all of them, realistically, I mean, we, you know, we, we had elk with full racks that, you know, if they got spooked and they wanted to attack you, you're, you know, especially in mating season in the fall when they're in rut, like that's a dangerous time. Uh, you know, you got to watch and make sure like the big bull elk, the the alpha isn't like trying to charge your truck because mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. we'd all have like pickup trucks, you know, to drive around because it's so much land. Gotcha. You couldn't just walk like a, a zoo. Right. So, yeah. So, I mean, anything could be dangerous, really. I mean, the easy answer is like, oh, bears and lions because they're, of course, you know, but. Well, I got,
1: and that, that's what I'm getting at is like yeah. when when you knew it was feeding time for this animal, you were like, I got to be on point.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would say the the really big thing is when you're, like, bringing in the lions and tigers at the end of the day, because the way you coax them in, because, of course, you know, they love to hang out outside... But like, especially in the winter months, like, all right, we got to make sure you're locked in. So, you know, the heat's on everything. You're staying nice and warm. You got the red light
1: on. You throw on some lingerie. Yeah. You know, just coax
0: them in. You know, that's yeah. I do my dance. Right. (laughs) Uh, No, but that's when like you throw the food in. Uh, And so you'd go through. But then after that, because you're letting, you know, all these lions or tigers into a house, you like double and triple check. Like everything is locked. Yeah. You know, like you and another person like go through and double check every single lock um and so that's so like honestly like while that's probably the most dangerous thing everyone took it so serious that like you always felt safe in that gotcha. regard because yes. everyone's checking locks every you know yeah um but and then you know you you open a door and a bunch of lions or tigers pour in you're like wow this is like it's impressive it's a little, you get like the goosebumps of like wow that is like a powerful predator that i am feeding shit. and just it is respecting me and not trying to go through this barrier between us because i just gave him or her food yeah
1: yeah he's like uh not today man i'll still like,
0: i'll yeah i'll let the two-legger live for yeah now. exactly fine yeah well the best so when i first started working there um i worked with this guy and he was like tough former marine and uh, really cool dude good friend now and uh basically we'd carry the meat in basically they would get like these almost like giant like imagine like a five pound slim jim with like the proteins and nutrients and all that. That's like how we'd feed the lions and the tigers. And so we'd carry them in and each box weighed like 40 pounds. So, you know, you're grabbing like two of them. So you're carrying Mm -hmm. like 80 pounds. So you're coming in and, you know, you'd set them down. So we'd set them down up against the wall. And so like my back was to the pride of lions that was in there. And all of a sudden I just feel like just something warm hit my back. And I'm like, oh, what is that? Like what just happened? And so I put it down. And meanwhile, the guy, the big tough Marine, his friend, my buddy's name is Dave. He like had kind of jumped over to the side because he saw what was happening. He was, oh, buddy, he just, he just marked you as his territory. Like, uh, you know, just the leader of the pride, like marked me or whatever. And he was like, he, he goes, that's, this is how I know I can respect you. Because he's like, I've seen other people get hit with that. And they go, oh, no. And they drop the food and they run and everything. He's like, you just took it like a champ. You're like, yep, this is, this is part of the job. What you mean? He sprayed you? Yeah. Yeah, he sprayed. With yeah. his urine? Damn. Yeah, he marked me. And then he did it again the second day. And another supervisor happened to be up there with us. And he goes, hey, man, at least, you know, if you were in prison, he'd be looking out for you. That's what that means. He's like, you're good. You're <laughs> on his good side, buddy. I'm like, all right, that's so reassuring to this little 25 year old zookeeper. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like little things like that. Yeah. But yeah, that that would probably be the Damn. most dangerous because I didn't have a change of clothes that day. And I had to Drive home <laughs> in my own car smelling like giant cat urine.
1: Yeah, that's a moment, man. Because I worked with cows growing up, and so cows yeah. are bitch like big dumb dogs, man. That's what uh-huh. it feels like, right? And right. Um, yeah, they would they would lick you all the time and just smell you and get mm. snot and everywhere. But oh yeah, yeah, I never never got you know attacked or anything like that. But yeah, when they're when you know you're not expecting them to come up behind you mm-hmm. and it's like hey. You know, boom, here's this big animal, but a fucking lion,
0: dude. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> yeah, those were those were some cool days, uh, I will say. Was
1: yeah. that pre-Tiger uh, King, too?
0: It was pre-Tiger King. It was very much pre-Tiger King. Because now, like, that's the thing, is I used to put on, like, the online dating profiles. Like, oh, yeah, I work with, like, you know, lions or tigers, mm-hmm. and, you know. Maybe I have a picture of, like, me in front of one of the exhibits or something, right? And then Tiger King came out shortly after I moved here. I'm like, well, I can't use that photo anymore. Everyone's going to think I'm a psycho hillbilly. <laughs> Right? Like, I already, you know, exactly. looked like the poster boy of white supremacy with this haircut. <laughs> now I'm going to look like I'm just batshit crazy in the backwoods with my little, like, you know, khaki shirt. Like, look at the tiger. You know, it's not going to, it's not the best look anymore. Not anymore. He ruined it. He did. He ruined my move. Cause I would get so many swipes clear. Like, I would get a lot of matches and they'd be like, oh my God, you you work with animals? And I'd be like, yes. And then the conversation would die. Because that's all they want to know. They want to know, like, if I was a green screen master or something. I was like, yeah. no, that's a real tiger in the phone. And they're like, oh, okay, thank you. Have a great day. Good luck to you. And it's like, can I Can I buy you a coffee?
1: Seems like you already found your pussy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. It's like, well, you don't need this one. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Fuck, dude. Yeah. That's that's so interesting, dude. Yeah. Like, to, to work in an environment like that. Just so different too and that's yeah. that's what's cool that you're able to bring you know that perspective mm-hmm. into into comedy and talk about something that a lot a lot of people would be able to
0: right yeah that. and, and that's the thing too like everyone knows police officers and firefighters and doctors and lawyers like it's very rare to know a zookeeper mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's like the cool thing too and you would be like oh I, I work with animals or yeah when i tell people like oh you know day jobs at the aquarium they're like oh
1: what? Yeah, they light up and become kids.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. They immediately and they all like immediately tell you their favorite aquarium story. It's very fun. Yeah. It is. It's cool. It is cool to like work in that environment. For sure.
1: Um, do you have any uh any crazy story? Like, I don't know, something getting out of hand oh, at the zoo. Oh, man, I don't know. Or was Kinda, it Usually, you guys were on top of it. We
0: were on top of it. I really can't say there was ever a time where I was like, oh, no, it's dangerous, you know, like... Did you I, sign
1: an NDA? Is that what it is?
0: Well, you know what it is? So, here's the funny thing. I This is all I'll say about Six Flags. Uh, so, I started working there when I was, like, 17? And uh-huh. they just, like, throw a stack of papers at you to be like, say this, say that, like or, like, you know, certain things you can and can't say, or, like, you join, I think, even... You join, like, a union when you're, like, 17 or something? Dude. And, but, like, there's not, like, guaranteed benefit. Like, you have to sign extra paperwork for, like, health benefits if you need them yeah. or something. Like, it's a whole, it, just the hodgepodge of paperwork has never made sense to me. So there's honestly things where I'm like, I don't know what I am and am not allowed to say. But I can honestly say, at the safari, I did always feel safe. Yeah. I can say that much. Um, yeah. And I got a lot of good performing experience out of it, like, through high school and college. But yeah, um, no, things, things never really got like out of hand at the Safari.
1: Yeah. I guess, did you, did you do any tours? What do you mean? Like, um, like that tour, like the tour guide where they're talking on the mic and they're funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My last
0: year there is a seasonal, they revamped it. So when like we were kids, it was uh, a drive through Safari. You just take your own car Mm. and drive through and go at your own pace. And then one of the last years I worked there, they turned into like big open air trucks you had a driver who could take you off the road, and you'd have a guide explaining what all the animals yeah. were to you. So yeah, so the last year, so the first year of that, I was like one of the supervisors, and I helped like oversee the guides and like make sure they were knowledgeable and were good at presenting the information, and entertaining and engaging, and things like that.
1: Post writing for them,
0: yeah, but a little bit, yeah. Well, somebody else had written it, and then I just made sure it was me, and they brought in like an acting coach um to help like kind of train everybody and then i was like that teacher's pet because she knew i had all the theater experience stuff she's like you're gonna be the example just don't even sit back down just stay up front with me uh and so yeah so yeah so we helped like do the tour guide stuff so that was fun That's big. That was a fun summer. So you
1: mentioned uh, making your parents laugh at the dinner table. Were they like really supportive of of your ventures? They are. I still to
0: this day secretly think it's reverse psychology. And they're (laughs) going to be like, one day he's going to go back to school and be a lawyer or something. You know, like the traditional like route. No, they, that's part of why like I lean towards doing clean comedy. Yeah.
1: yeah, Is
0: because my parents were always in like the second and third row. So like, how would you do anything dirty and then it's like, oh, grandma's in town. She's coming to the show. It's like, well, I can't do the poop joke. Like, that's, I can't do it. I didn't even have a poop joke because I knew my parents. But, like, yeah, so that's, yeah, my parents have always been super supportive, which is great.
1: Dude, I, I the, with the podcast I did with Steve, uh, Steve and Ty, the host of Comedy mm-hmm. Locker at Bogeys, uh, we were talking about, we got going, talking about, like, the Do Better mm-hmm. comedy series. Yeah. And, like, how one guy just went up at Devil's Advocate and was just reading, like, the list of the things that, mm-hmm. you know, the rules. And it yeah. was just, long and lengthy and lethargic and it's just like you roll your eyes at it and and to me i was like i was explaining i was like yeah I that do that do better i just it's so restrictive i i can't do this can't do that and i was i was saying all these excuses essentially mm-hmm. and then apart as like i'm describing it on the podcast and i'm just like the reasons i don't want to do it inside I'm just like these all just sound like excuses and it sounds to me mm. like I got to get my shit together and mm, and become okay. a better writer right okay to to allow myself to present a clean show yeah and so like in that moment it was just like this flip of like yeah it's, I think it's kind of dumb
0: this and that and then it, and then I was like wait these all just sound like excuses. Yeah.
1: Time to get my shit together.
0: Well, that's... Yeah, like, it. I, I've, I haven't been there in a while, but I've always enjoyed the Do Better brand. Like, I used to go to the mics and do the shows and stuff. Um, and, yeah, I look at it the same way as when you get, <clears throat> excuse me, booked for, like, a clean comedy show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a list of things you can't say or talk about. Yeah. This is the same thing. It's just the different things where they're like, hey, just don't joke about that. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. So, yeah. like, and I get it's as comics we're all a little bit of rebels so when yeah. you get that list of like you can't say this there's that you know it's like and when someone I says to. don't push the button it's like yeah. i really want to push the button like you get it but like that's that's just their brand yeah. and it's you know it's okay like and like you said it forces you to become a like work on going for a bigger and smarter joke maybe yeah perhaps um yeah. i mean and i love dirty humor too don't get me wrong mm-hmm. but like it's just it's the different You know, genres like I when I used to explain it to people when they first started uh, do better is don't make the joke of like my wife said this. What a dumb broad. That's such a lazy joke. If it's my wife said this and then you deconstruct why what the wife said is like weird and the joke is about the thought and not the dumb person who said it like that's in my opinion a better joke. A better crafted joke and yeah. that's more what people want to hear and that's something yeah. everyone can laugh at yes so that's and I think that's they say it maybe in more words than that and yep. that's where like the confusion and that immediate pushback from people comes mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. like that's all they're doing is just looking for like hey just don't go for like the easy joke yeah and you just write joke. better you know yeah, exactly that's,
1: no that, that's that's totally what it is I mean I I have a joke in that vein mm-hmm. where it's um um I was just like, huh? I guess all guys just kind of inherently feel like their girlfriends aren't that smart. Mm-hmm. You know, you feel like you're just more intelligent than, than mm-hmm. them, and it's a, it's a flip on like, oh no, we're the idiots for thinking that, right? You know, and yeah. But I'm I'm still trying to work that out. Cause I, I did it at Pub Rock the other day, and I was like, I was like, don't you fellas, don't you, don't we think like our girls are just like just not too smart and some girl mm-hmm. at the bar is like you better readdress that line <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i was like no stay with me stay with me but it's I'll like it's there a, it's 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 saying that and and when i first when it first came to my mind right i bring everything up to my girlfriend just mm-hmm. to kind of get a little bit of a balance sure, sure and i was like you know um i was using dumb and she's like mm. that dumb just sounds a little harsh like, right think you know come up with a better way because she's like the first time you said it i was like what did i say i was like oh i guess maybe not too smart or mm-hmm. you know something like that yeah, yeah in the vein like where it softens the blow but still gets mm-hmm. my point across yeah yeah, yeah um yeah. but it's it's that I, I love bits like that where it's like you say something and these these people's initial reaction is like ew right why the fuck are you saying this but then you you go through your joke and mm-hmm. you allow that you take them on the ride to your, you know, your mental gymnastics or whatever your explanation yeah, yeah. is. And then and then you get them on your side. Yeah. Like that is like a great fucking joke, in my opinion. Oh, like yeah. That's what I aim for.
0: Yeah. When the setup catches someone off guard and they're like, wait, what? Yeah. Even, you know, there might be like a small bit of pearl clutching, perhaps. Right. Yep, yep. And then at the end, it's like, oh, I do agree with what he's saying. All right. That's, yeah. That's a yeah, I agree. That's a really fun joke. That's mm-hmm. a fun way to set it up and present an idea.
1: Yeah and that's and that's naturally that is that is uh, like we talked about the truth and and honesty like that mm-hmm. is that is a thought that i had mm-hmm. where it was just like i inherently like i think you you hear guys talk all the time and it's like you you just feel like yeah. you know like this is the case and and a, and just to kind of give you my fucking joke it's mm-hmm. it's basically it's it's we know where we're fucking up mm-hmm. and we know our shortcomings so i'm like wait how smart can this girl be if she's fallen for me, you right. know, because we yeah, know where we're fucking, uh-huh. you know, just not the best that we can be. So right. like a part of me that that's where like that, the train of thought came from. And that's mm-hmm. why it's like back on us. Right. You know, that, you know, it's not I'm not calling girls. I'm just saying, no, that's that's our own bullshit.
0: Right. Yeah. It's we almost kind of project it out onto them like, whoa, whoa, whoa I know I'm not smart but this person and then you know and then usually it's like oh no they are smarter than me that's fine. yeah she
1: has a fucking salary job with benefits <laughs> exactly.
0: yeah it's one of those things it's like oh they like use their college degree and i i tell jokes <laughs> all right that's cool yeah that missed the mark yeah. a little too much <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's like oh no they won they won they're far smarter dude
1: yeah so you got a special huh i do let's talk about yeah.
0: it yeah it's i i want to preface as well like yes it's it's my it's it's more of a group special i like in promoting it it's like oh yeah my special's out and it's like it's me and four other comics but yeah yeah, it's cool. It and it's all local Phoenix comics. Is it
1: so? Is it kind of like, um like the Kings of Comedy, Latin Kings of Comedy, the um like that yeah. kind of like style, or was it your your guys's own shows that you guys blended together for the for the main show?
0: uh It's a little bit a uh, uh, Kings of Comedy in that like it's all filmed in one night and it's all of us I in mean, front of the same audience. You guys are calling that.
1: yourselves Kings of Comedy, right? That no,
0: yeah, <laughs> that would be wow. I I haven't had that big of an ego since I was like seventeen. I think I. <laughs> <laughs> I actually put uh next king of comedy like engraved on my senior year yearbook yes uh well because it's also a reference uh there's a Robertson euro movie called uh the king of comedy ah. and he's like this psycho guy who's upset obs- i think jerry lewis plays like like a johnny carson type figure know. or something can- it. yeah it's very like i haven't even been able to find it on like amazon oh really it's it's apparently a really good movie but yeah he plays like this crazy guy who like kidnaps jerry lewis live on air and becomes the new host of the show and then it ends and like, he's in prison, but this thing went, like, you know, viral in yeah. the 70s, right? Like, it was yeah. a huge TV hit, like, the finale of M.A.S.H., and he becomes, like, the new late-night talk show host after he gets out of prison. Like, uh, it's just this weird twist ending. So that's what it was, irrever- but anyway, no. So, wait, hold on. You brought yeah. something up, though. Please, yeah. What's
1: the finale of M.A.S.H.?
0: The finale of M.A.S.H.? Oh, isn't it, uh, wait, do you really not know? No, I don't know. Do you know what the show M.A.S.H. is? I know M.A.S.H., okay. yeah. It was
1: about the Korean War?
0: vietnam vietnam okay. Mm-hmm. okay yeah it's about like the army docs mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. in vietnam so the end is i think hawkeye either finally is discharged or he moves to a new base or something yeah and that was just at the time you know there weren't as many tv channels or yeah. no streaming and stuff and mash had been running so long and people loved that show mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to the point where like for the longest time that was like the number one watch television event like oh, out of a seasonal thing yeah. like you know Gotcha. at that time. Gotcha. I think it's still a record that might even hold up by certain standards. Yeah,
1: for certain metrics, I'm sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but it was it was like the first groundbreaking thing that like everyone watched that wasn't like the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like gotcha. yeah, it was that level. Gotcha.
1: Okay, back to you guys calling each other kings of comedy.
0: Yes, the kings. Well, and queens. We have a few ladies. Uh, Nice. (laughs) No, it's... uh, I compare it more to, like, the Rodney Dangerfield specials. Okay. Where it's just have, like, a few comics coming out and doing, like, 10 to 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And just Mm -hmm. fills like a quick little hour special, basically. Um, Yeah, it's myself, uh, Carrie Gallagher, Lou Moon, Zach Lyman, and Lola Hernandez. So It's a really nice lineup. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of like what we were talking about before, where, like, it's something different. Like, everyone has their own unique style. Like, everyone is going to find a comic on there that they like. Like they might not find me funny and that's fine, but like you'll love Lola or you'll love Lou or Carrie or you know, whatever it is because everyone has their own thing they bring to it. Oh, that's cool, man. When was it filmed? It was filmed in May of 2023. Okay. And then it just came out in December of 23. So Zach took it upon himself. Zach's whole thing for it was let's take like, let's film a special on like a shoestring budget, you know, small intimate venue and like let's see if we can still get it on a big streamer and mm-hmm. then spoilers it's on amazon so we won bang, uh, bang. yeah exactly so thesis proven correct um but yeah so that was that was the plan it was filmed at the reiki academy in phoenix oh shit yeah reiki academy the reiki academy yes
1: dang how yeah. was that as far as like a venue it was cool mm-hmm.
0: uh it's you know again it's a small room only sat like 20 25 people zach so zach lives in new york now he used to live here Mm -hmm. and he used to run like monthly shows there oh gotcha and that was his thing he was like it would be cool to film something here like he always Mm. said that while he was producing it and then he first he filmed a thing called the big laugh which also features a bunch of really good local comics Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so that came out on streaming services and he was like all right that was like an episodic thing though this is he's like i want to do one he he thought of it almost like as a movie Or like just one one hour special featuring four or five comics, Mm -hmm. and so that was what this one was. Yeah, cool, man. Yeah, I'm not familiar
1: with the place, but I mean, you know, you describing it brings like uh, a a cool aspect to the visual, Mm -hmm. you know, sense of how it could be shot.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I'll
1: have to watch it this week, man.
0: Yeah, it was shot very cool. Like, the lighting is very cool, and it's a very nice, colorful background. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they had, like, recently just painted it, so, it, like, it looks nice and clean and crisp and everything. It's wonderful. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, it's a, it was a very cool spot.
1: So, it's on Amazon, and what's it called?
0: It is called Zen Comedy. Zen Comedy. Yeah, film, filmed at the Reiki Academy, so it's Zen Comedy, which I find kind of funny, because even in, like, the promos, it was, like, almost like, you know, like, those sound baths that they do yep, like that yep. like that was used in like the promotional stuff we were promoting like hey we're filming and doing all this and then it's like i know i'm just an angry guy from jersey like i'm so not zen when i'm on stage in my personal life i can be zen i can be chill i can relax but as soon as i get on stage i'm like you know what really grinds my gears yeah like, yeah yeah, yeah. That's so funny. yeah i love that too and even like carrie Gallagher's from philly so she's got the same like mid-atlantic northeast anger yeah place she comes from uh you know lola's got like some fire to her i don't know if you've seen lola before mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Lola, lola's got a lot of energy exactly uh and then yeah even like zach's probably the most zen and even still he has points where he has to like hold the mic out here because he's yelling so like it's i think the name is great in that way too because we all have these moments where we go off the rails yeah nice. in a good way and you have to kind of gather yourself okay yeah you transition to the next topic yes exactly <laughs> it's like okay now we're gonna talk about online dating <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> which then that is the reaction to online dating it's like no yeah. not again
1: is there something that just more talk shit about than online dating why is that and it's such because a fucking it's so big universal thing. and it's so. such a big fucking thing it's still it's still popular but yeah. everybody just talks shit about it
0: it, I know. Well, you know, it's it's the necessary evil. It's yeah, the thing. Like, did you meet your lady on online dating or you met in the wild? We met in the wild. Oh, man. you have self-esteem. That's great. <laughs> that's great. You approached <laughs> a human in the wild. Uh, she
1: came to my mom's garage sale.
0: Oh, really? Okay. That's a cool story.
1: And it was yeah. the best find of her life.
0: Hey! Hey! <laughs> there it is.
1: Uh, no, our situation is super weird, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I that house that me and my brother bought to move my yeah. mom up. Um, was uh, her parents' neighbor's house. Oh, okay. So her parents are my neighbors. Oh, very cool. And um, her dad's a field pastor, and Mm -hmm. I'm a self-proclaimed atheist and uh it's a fun mix it's a great sitcom you're pitching me already (laughs) and i've been to two of his um, men's retreats Mm -hmm. you know christian base and all that just to just you know support them and and what they're doing for for men and uh troubled troubled youth and just people going through the throes of life but it's it's been it's hilarious man like i knew i'm just like I met her and I'm just like, Oh no, this is going to be trouble. Mm -hmm. I'm like my neighbor's daughter. And like they, she, she has her own house, you know, it's not like she lives there, but it was just like this whole fucking thing. And yeah, you know, one thing leads to another and Mm -hmm. we're good. But yeah, it's, it's, I, I tried the whole Tinder thing when I got divorced and no action whatsoever. I didn't pay for anything. So I don't know if that was part of the gig where it's like, probably at that if you're not paying for it, you know, you're not going to get the most out of it as a dude. Right. Um, So I fucking had that for all like a month and a half and then i, yeah. I joined a band and there goes you're dating you know it's like yeah
0: <laughs> well then the women really flock to you when you're in a band that's yeah that's <laughs> yes. you you played the cheat code <laughs> yeah. you're like i'm gonna get really good at this cool thing that not everyone can do i'm gonna play music it's the universal language and the women will come to me yeah
1: yeah it's uh if you're having trouble guys just join
0: a band just join a band and just learn guitar or bass or drums or what was your instrument bass bass, <laughs> bass. Uh, see right, are the but, worst yeah.
1: instrument in the in the band no right? you
0: don't there's no such thing even drummers get way too much shit if you're in the band like come on like no one would not trade places with lars ulrich no. okay he's a drummer it's fine <laughs> yeah it's true it's a good
1: instrument. um well i need to do a bathroom break okay yeah. let, let me take coffee black this time so you i want to black get on your level oh
0: yeah because i need some black coffee as well we'll do that um, yep, and then we'll
1: we'll, take five. we'll come back to our everyone's favorite subject online dating perfect okay. Welcome back,
0: and we're back,
1: and we're back, and we're back. So we're talking about you losing your virginity on Grinder.
0: <laughs> yes, it was a dirty truck stop bathroom. And, uh, just Buford was very gentle. Uh, no.
1: So what's your experience been on a? Uh, oh, cheers to a black coffee.
0: Cheers to a black coffee, buddy. Oh, this is fun. Thank you. God, we we should do this more often. Like even without the mics, just grab coffee, hang, chat. Dude, just do I'll it. come your way next time mmm okay good yeah yes. no? okay you can be critical I you know it's the coffee pot made it I just press the button
1: no it's good it's got okay. it's got a nice coat to my tongue
0: mmm yeah. yeah that is what I like about coffee yeah
1: so what's your expe- experience been online dating was it different in uh, Jersey than it's been in Arizona
0: I would uh, I was only online dating in Jersey probably for about six months and then a girl I had been friends with for a while uh, a mutual friend was like hey she's you and i was like oh i've always kind of been into her and then so then we dated for like the rest of the time i lived in jersey mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. i've really only done it out here so it's hard to compare uh i don't i think i maybe had two dates mm-hmm. from it in new jersey and then out here it's been more like oh yeah okay like get a match and talk and it's been more successful out here yeah. but also cuz i've been on and off of it for the four years i've been here nice. so
1: do you have a cheesy go to place
0: a cheesy go-to place. Uh. Like I had a
1: buddy that would go up to like um, Westworld area, okay, and they would go for a walk, and he knew there was a piano there, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh, a piano. That's, a, that's like a- I kind of know how to play." And then we
0: would do like that whole. That's thing. a good move, though. I got it. That's <laughs> cheesy, but that's a good move. That's As someone who can't really play instruments that well, yeah. like I have the ukulele right there, uh, and I learned a little bit of piano, but mm-hmm. like that's that's a good move, I think. I yeah. applaud your friend on that.
1: Well, you, I saw as I walked in, you have all these fucking belts from your karate and you were an instructor.
0: Yeah. 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 I still teach a little bit. The, the school in Jersey, Pineland Martial Arts will Skype me in when they no ca- when my schedule and their schedule works. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So I'll Skype in to still uh, teach there. Uh, and then I help at uh it's called all stars. Uh, it's the Toshikan school. It's like a Taekwondo karate hybrid out here in Phoenix. So I'll, I'll uh-huh. pop in when I'm not doing like comedy on a Friday, yeah, like yeah. I'll, pop in over there and help teach. No way. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. I don't like, I, you know, it's one of those things like, I don't like talking about it. I don't mind talking about it, but like, I don't advertise it as much because I don't want people who are like, oh, you think you're a tough guy. It's like, yeah, no, I'm not happens. like, I'm just chill. Like, you know, yeah. especially like egos and like we're around drunk people all the time on stage. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, like even, I don't really <clears throat> write jokes about anything from like teaching karate because I don't want to invite it. Like I know yeah. there's a, there's a story I think they talked about it on the radio, so I don't think he'll mind. There's a comic in Jersey named Jeff Norris, Uh and I think he's like a judo black belt, and he was like a really high level martial artist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, after a show, was dealing with like some drunk guy Mm -hmm. who like followed him to his car and was just like talking all this. And Jeff is trying to just walk away, and he's big Jack dude, like he's not a man you want. Like you remember Otto and George? Yeah, Uh, George the puppet would call him, uh, the great white gorilla. Cause he was just a beast. So, uh, so this guy, like just, tr- I guess tries to like do something, like start something with Jeff. And I guess Jeff just like flipped him yeah, of course. in the parking lot. And the guy like, obviously just shut down. So like Jeff had to like, go back to the venue and be like, all right look this just call the cops like mm-hmm. i had to drop this guy like i'll i'll stay for qu- whatever but like just i'll sit dude. here have a cop whatever and you know but like and that's the thing so like i would never want that experience to come back on me
1: dude a, a step in throw like from a from a badass judo guy that's huge like that yeah you're done man yeah you're, you're fucking lower your hip hits that concrete the tar
0: the, or, fucking like the parking oh, yeah. lot and yeah and it's a, like done, and i've met jeff jeff's like one of the nicest guys like i know he hated having to like to cause any harm to anybody yeah, but yeah. it's so i always try to avoid that type of situation you know like i can't imagine and again there's a whole other level but like even like joe rogan talking about like his taekwondo background like i'm sure how many times people like try to start shit oh yeah him, you and, know and, what i mean
1: you're so close i mean not so close you're in the ufc And yeah, you, you, you train with fighters, you roll all the time. Mm -hmm. Like people, guys are just like that. Like, Oh, I want to test myself, you know, against this guy. And then you get, you fucking get a little liquid courage Mm -hmm. and next thing you know, yeah, you're, you're fucking, you know, saying some shit you shouldn't have putting your hands to somewhere it shouldn't
0: have been. And And then the hand gets broken. Right. Fuck around, find out real quick. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. But like, and that's the thing too, what I love about martial arts is like, they're all like the kindest people like especially like the traditional martial like I met some MMA guys who were mm-hmm. also very peaceful yeah. but like traditional martial artists are always like the sweetest kindest gentlest human beings and then you see them hit a heavy bag and you're like holy shit yeah. I don't want to piss this person off yeah like there's you see they confidence. got like knuckles that are like made of concrete coming yeah. out of their hands yeah yeah
1: there's there's that level of confidence that you know I'm tested I know kind of mm-hmm. where I sit where I stand and you know I know I know my place you right. know it's right. like I'm I'm not gonna I'm I don't want any harm to come to me and I don't wanna cause any harm. Right. And I get out my shit my aggression. You know, I had that when it comes to like aggression and just like, you know, all this built up stuff that we just kinda shove down because of just society, the way society is mm-hmm. nowadays. Um that I went to a WNBA game of all things, right? Okay. Where I got this and uh yeah maybe i was a little high all right mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. uh i'm sitting in the suites and 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 everybody around me is like shouting mm. was, ah. and yeah, yeah, i don't yeah. follow sports like i like i did back in the day I don't, I don't i haven't played sports like i used to yeah 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 and um i'm like looking back and i was like when's the last time i really like screamed mm-hmm. and really had like this guttural feeling like ah. yeah yeah and i'm like i don't i can't recall and I'm like, that's kind of like what's missing in, in in my life. And I have to imagine a lot of people's lives where it's like so pent up, everything gets shoved down and, yeah. and then you don't have the opportunity to really get it out and have like a visceral moment. Yeah. And then next thing you know, it happens in a fucking at the grocery store and you're unloading mm-hmm. on somebody in the aisle or the cashier or something. And it's like, yeah. dude, you should have done that on a heavy bag mm-hmm. or you know go somewhere else to really get out that pent up energy and aggression that's built into us man we're we're human yeah you're human so if you can unleash that on a heavy bag Mm -hmm. or a training partner then you're less to do that outside in the world and that's why i think a lot of those people are really calm
0: oh yeah yeah get it out yeah it's it's a little bit like you said it's that confidence of like oh i'm trained i know what to do in a situation or at least i'm familiar with it right but yeah it's also just i mean any form of exercise is a way of releasing that where you're no longer pent up Cause yeah. like, especially like I know I always get road rage. Like no matter, I can do like a thousand kettlebell swings and then go outside. I'll still get road rage. But like, I know my blood pressure won't rise as much. For <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: You've uh, mitigated it. Guys.
0: Yeah. I've, I've taken the edge off. So I'm not going to just have an aneurysm and blow a blood vessel on the road, <laughs> driving down, you know, bell road. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh my God. You road rage here.
0: Uh, yeah. It's, it's one
1: bad. of the worst places to have it too, man. Everybody be packing. <sighs>
0: i know well that's why i don't like stick up the fingers i don't give anybody the jersey salute i just kind of hang out and yeah i just like all right yeah you know i just i just yell like a maniac in my car in the privacy of my car i just yell like a lunatic and then just go about driving and then you know turn the blinker on and all right back on with my day i'm gonna go to the gas station now but yeah yeah
1: dude this coffee is good
0: good all right Good. I'm glad you like it. Yeah. Yeah, but this is, like, this is why I love black coffee, because you just get the most flavor out of it.
1: You, you really do, man. I'm, yes, it's good to have something sweet, but you know, dude, I, we took, um, we went to Vegas for my mom's 60th birthday. Yeah. And my girlfriend's like, you got to go to the Caesars buffet. The Mm. Caesars buffet is just legit. So we fucking go spend way too much money at this place, but right. it was fucking great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And my mom has such a sweet tooth and she's just kind of like, and she doesn't do it like a lot of like exotic foods. Yeah. She's very yeah. kind of like real straightforward. And, uh, we were just like, "What do you think about this?" She's like, "Oh, that's really bitter. Oh, that's tart. Oh, that's this." And mm-hmm. and and she had like this pineapple turmeric d- drink smoothie thing. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, that looks good." And she tasted. She's like, "Oh, that's really bitter." And then I'm like, "There's no way." So I went and grabbed right. my own. I was like, "This is fucking delicious." But yeah. you're so used to, you know, like when people go to Starbucks and they grab like a frappuccino. Mm-hmm. Or they, I mean, that's dessert. That's that's two desserts in one yeah. cup. Yeah, you're not getting coffee. You're no. getting a sugar rush no. out of it, and. That starts to color what, you know, coffee should taste like. Mm-hmm. And yet here we are. Because I've had black coffee beer. before. Yeah. But where is this from? It's Costco?
0: This is... Yeah, I'll show you the can before you jet. Uh, It's... Yeah, it's just like their basic... like Not basic, but like, yeah, it's yeah. like the Kirkland brand. Yeah. 100% Colombian ground beans. And I'm an addict, so I buy it like three pounds at a time. It's a giant Dude, can.
1: They're doing something right at Costco. But they are. Oh, their Kirkland stuff is... people. They tout all the time, like the, we talked about vodka. I'm not a big fan of vodka, but right. I know one of my friends that's really into, you know, that world. They're like, mm-hmm. yeah, the Kirkland, the Kirkland, you know, rum or how yeah. you know, it was something Some like that, yeah. like either that or the whiskey or something. They're like, I know for sure, for sure, one person was talking about the vodka, okay. and and there's got to be something else that they're doing. It's
0: Costco's huge. Well, they Well, so I mean, a lot of places do this, but it's it's called white labeling. Where, like, because I, I would swear, I would put it up there. I'm so glad you like it. Yes, this is why we're friends, Juan. Just yes. um, among many other reasons, just the appreciation of coffee. No, but I, I would be willing to bet that uh, if you go and buy Kirkland Irish whiskey. It's just Jameson in a Kirkland bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It tastes so good, and it yeah. tastes just like Jameson. And it, mm. like that, But that's what they do with a lot of it, is they'll make yeah. that deal with a company, and they'll yep. get, you know, pour it out of the barrel and mm-hmm. stuff, and then just slap their label on it, which is fine. Yeah. But that, to me, is the workaround. And you're buying it in the Costco. It's like a gallon of whiskey, and it, like, lasts me a couple years. You know what I mean? I don't <laughs> drink very heavily. Like, occasionally I'll have people over, like, hey, I got yeah. nothing to do. I'll, then I'll throw a little in the coffee, maybe. Uh, but, yeah, I'm just... Yeah, it's it's so good, but it's, you know, a cheaper label. That's clean.
1: Um, so taekwondo and karate, man. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. what drove you to that? Were you, like, in one of your first, like, fights as a kid and you're like, I uh, can't have this anymore?
0: No, that, that would be a fun origin story. No, just like everyone probably our age, uh, growing up, I loved the Ninja Turtles, oh, and yeah. Batman, and Power Rangers. And so what's the mm-hmm. common thread? They all know martial arts. So when I was a kid, I took, like, a community education, like, 10-week course, um and i liked it but then as a kid i was also like i want to try t-ball i want to do soccer i want to yeah, do yeah, basketball yeah. Yeah. and so there's only so much time today so i went through the rounds of all the sports in elementary school and then i got to fourth grade and i'm like no i want to go back to karate that's like the. i want to kick
1: my teacher's ass yeah
0: i want to i just want to kick people <laughs> i want to kick people uh and so i just stuck with it and then what was great it turned out the same uh school that ran the community ed was the school that my mom signed me up for uh, and she like remembered the head instructor and all this and yeah and so i signed head up instructor? And then never, oh that's a callback sh- baby hey he's, he's such a nice man <laughs> uh the chief instructor let's go with that gotcha, yeah yeah the, uh, the chief instructor yeah so and then yeah just jumped in and that was 25 years ago now dang yeah 20 no 26 26 years ago yeah
1: yeah 98 hey what are you you're in your mid-30s 35
0: yeah i'll be 36 in april
1: oh really mm-hmm. i just turned 36
0: oh nice okay yeah i knew we were about like the same age it
1: sucks
0: it's <laughs> no, i know suck. i dude i saw you doing yoga beforehand you're mobile <laughs> we're the healthiest <laughs> mid-30s people like I, yes. yeah yeah i see other people who don't like do anything physical and it's not even that like they look like they're in bad shape but it's just like you see them move and i'm like oh that's
1: rough. that's the biggest thing so um yeah yeah <sighs> I try to run fifty miles in July.
0: Okay, that's a hell of a month to do that in Arizona, for the record. Especially this past one. <laughs> yes, that was a horrible life choice.
1: I made it. Uh, it was on National Ice Cream Day, and I made it seventeen miles before this knee wanted a blowout, and Ooh, then I walked yeah. until I hit forty. Okay. And uh, the fallout was my sciatica really fucking mm. flared up. Yeah. First yeah. time I've ever experienced that. And I can, I've always prided myself on my flexibility. I can yeah. touch my toes, mm-hmm. stand, standing for that hamstring stretch, like yeah. all that, right? Yeah. And I couldn't bend like two inches down, dude. Yeah. Because it was just firing like crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to me, like that's when I'm fucking up. I don't mm. care about benching more than the next guy. I don't care about squatting yeah. more than this. Right. To me it's it's longevity and, and a healthy mm-hmm. body, a healthy vessel. Yeah. And I fucking I did a challenge which I don't recommend, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't recommend you to do this on the regular.
0: Right, right. You know, no.
1: but there's a there was a part of me that was making like a, a not a circus of this act, mm-hmm. but also like like this guy's crazy. What's he he's 115 out here and he's mm-hmm. trying to run 50 miles. And, right. And this and that is like just to kind of promote, you know, to yeah, be like, course. well, this guy's doing that. Maybe mm-hmm. I could walk around the block once, you know, yeah. do something oh, yeah. more, just a bit more. And uh, but the fallout was, yeah, my sciatica was acting up. And and then to me, I'm like, OK, now I'm failing because now mm-hmm. I'm losing my flexibility because yeah. to me being flexible, both in mind and body. Yeah. Is the utmost, you know, is, 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 is me being successful in, in my journey through this life. Yeah. And so I kind of fucked myself in that. So. I love. I when I walked in and saw that yoga mat, I was yeah. like, and your kettlebells, like, yeah. and then I saw your 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 karate stuff. I was like, dude, man, yeah, pretty. And then in the magic cards, dude, you're the you're pretty well versed, yeah. man. I
0: try. I yeah, people. Uh, it's funny. Some some people who start to learn this, they're like, you're a renaissance man. I'm like, D- stop. I can't paint. It's not. <laughs> it's not me. Uh, I'm not good at everything. Like I focus on stand up. But yeah, like I can. Well, so the funny thing, my best friend who I want to start a podcast, well, we're in the process of starting a podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. a Magician named George G. Uh, we'll like FaceTime and we'll talk or whatever. And just, if I'm on the phone with people, I'll start like just shuffling the cards for fun. Just like do something with my hands. Right. I get fidgety. And, uh, he was like, whoa, 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 do that again. And so I shuffle the cards. He's like. Dude, you shuffle better than me. And then I show him the cards. He's like, "Oh, those are like cheap cards. It's not real like playing cards. Like he has real playing cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he works with. He's like, you, you, Next time you come over, you shuffle real playing cards. You'll see it's not that easy. Because like, they're just stiffer.
1: Okay. Is that what the whole thing? Yeah, or? they're
0: stiffer. They're like built more rigid. Like the like it's not paper. But that's a lot lighter and flimsier than like a real playing card. He's also like a big poker guy. So he has like, so between magic and his love of poker, he's got like a bunch of decks. And
1: and I'm sure that there's something to be said for the audible nature of the shuffle. Yeah. You know, so you want a rigid card. So it sounds cool as you're like flipping it through your hands and stuff. There's got to be that built into it for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, As soon as he
0: saw those cards, he's like, you're not doing real cards.
1: There's only one type of man I'm afraid of stealing my girl. Mm -hmm. and it's sad to say that it's a magician god damn she loves magic
0: (laughs) (laughs) which is so funny because like there's like the the fake hierarchy of performing right people joke like all right comedians are here but magicians are here (laughs) and it's like how do you understand what they do like my buddy george always cracks a joke he's like you know me i'm just a i'm just a prop comic i'm like no you're not you make shit disappear you make things reappear like we did a show in october back in in uh in pennsylvania we did like this fundraiser show and like it's a lot of work to do magic like when we as like you know it as a musician yeah just the load-in process you have to get to the venue like two hours early Mm -hmm. same thing with a magician he's got to come in and set up and he's got he needs this table because that's where he does the card tricks and then he needs this and you know he sets up his own backdrop as comics it's like oh, the show's at seven. I'll be there at six 45. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we, there's no prep time. It's like, let me just grab a drink and Oh, I'm going first. Let me grab a drink. I'll be right up. Let's like go. it's so easy. So yeah. But for like him, you know, cause he's, he's a professional magician. He mm-hmm. has all his stuff that he has to set up beforehand and set the stage. So, you know, it's very different. And I'm it like, is.
1: they get, they get undue undue discrimination yeah. and, and hate in this. And even prop comics. Um, you know, like Carrot Top did for the longest time Mm -hmm. and, and musician comics. Like I know people have asked me, they're like, well, why don't you bridge the gap in music Mm -hmm. and, and comedy? And and I'm like, well, for one, I'm not good, that good at either for it to be like Mm -hmm. a whole thing that I can do, um, together. And I also want my comedy to kind of stand on its own. I want it to just be a thought process other than having this kind of thing that I'm, I'm using. But it's uh, like my hats off to people that do that, like Bo mm-hmm. Burnham and Dimitri yeah. Martin and John White, one of the local guys. I mean, yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. fucking fun. Oh, it's, that's amazing, love John, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's
0: not what I want to do, right? You know, there's there's also a stigma. I don't think John's gotten it the is. brunt of it. There is a stigma where, like, I know a lot of comics were like, "Oh, that guy brings a guitar. That's a cheat code," because somehow they think like everything's automatically funnier just because it's to a melody. And it's not. No, not always. No, no. no.
1: No, because there's another guy that's doing it uh, lo- here locally and he's had a few bits that don't quite hit, but he's, he's got a fucking great voice, dude. Yeah. He does yeah, have yeah, a yeah. really great voice. I'm like, dude, you could, you should be writing jingles too for like commercials. Right, right, you know? right, right, But it's, it's, you know, they, they Anytime there's props. Anytime there's more than just you and the mic, you like people definitely are just like, ah, eh, you know, yeah. you know, throwing shade on it.
0: Yeah, there's purists who are like, nope, it's microphone, mic stand, stool, that's it, and Which, like
1: that's where I'm at. Sure, that's what I want to do. Sure,
0: and I like, I like the challenge of confining myself to that, but that doesn't mean that's all you have to stick to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and like again, not that I'm familiar with all of his work, but I just do you listen to the. Um, Uh, The Blocks podcast, Neil Brennan. Oh, that's a good one. I recommend it. He interviews comics, and it's a lot of like all the hang-ups all the comics have of things like imposter syndrome or Uh, anxiety. That yeah, it's a really good one. Um, He had Carrot Top on like a month or so ago, and he you know he talks about it. It's like it's not just like oh I find this TV remote control and I make a bunch of jokes about TV or what right? Like he's taking time to like build these things Mm -hmm. and like come up with all this stuff. And, you know, sure. Sometimes maybe it's silly. Yeah. But like, like just the thought process behind it, it's it's the same writing process. He just has the physical thing like there's he talks about um, he got a compliment from George Carlin, which like that's my goat, as you can see up there in the picture and all. Uh, where Carlin told him, like, I love the... Jo- I know, it's, it's bowed out. It was really weird. I, I used to have that in my bedroom. It's yeah. an autographed Carlin headshot for those watching and listening. Uh, and they, like... And, you know, the girl would, like, sleep over and be like, it feels weird opening my eyes and just seeing Carlin the first thing in the morning. And I'm like, it brings me joy, but I'll move it to the living room. You bring up a good point. Uh, she doesn't mean it, St. George. <laughs> George, she doesn't mean it. It's okay. Uh, no, but, like... Because he had a, uh, Carrot Top had a joke about, like, you know, the old, like, tin can phone thing that we all had with the string. Yeah. And how he, like, built on, I guess he had this bit. He talks about it, so I'm not stealing a joke or ruining mm. it. But about how he, like, oh, I call waiting. And he pulls out, like, another can is connected to it on his end. And, like, and just how it all, like, and it's just this massive, massive web of, like, the string and the tin can yeah. and this and that. And, like, it just builds and builds and builds. And Carlin compliments him on. He's like, that's a genius bit. Just, you know, however he specifically did it. I don't know the punchlines worked in, but like just that idea and then the ability to build it and, you know, Mm -hmm. physically Mm -hmm. present it to the audience. And I have, I have friends, uh, my best friend lives in Vegas. And so when we went out for his wedding, so the one night of the bachelor party, all the girlfriends were like, well, we need to do something that night. Right. And so they went and they got like last minute tickets to Carrot Top. And they were like, it was hysterical. Yeah, oh, Like, yeah. they went into it thinking like, oh, it's because he has that stigma about him. That's, that's and almost better. Great. Yeah. That's almost better. Yeah.
1: Like, you went in with, like, low expectations. And then he blew then him out of the water. Blew out of the
0: water. Yeah. They were like, he was really funny. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's why, like, when I take a girl home, you know, I talk shit about my <laughs> sex game. And so when it's just average, then they're like, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so much better. He's so rough on himself for no reason. <laughs> It was it was enjoyable. Yeah. I rated a seven, like, yeah. or whatever. Yeah,
1: that's good to get to get your dues or get a compliment from someone like that yeah, you know that you revere.
0: Oh yeah, you know yeah yeah no comic whenever. I always take a, like, it's great, you know, after a show when, like, the audience comes up and is like, hey, it was really funny. That was great. You know, those compliments always mean the world. Mm-hmm. But, like, when other comics come up to you and you're yeah. like, dude, that bit, mm-hmm, that line, mm-hmm. or that, like, I love, like, that to me is, like, the highest yeah. compliment. It is. You know? When you
1: when you get a compliment from the host. Yeah. Like one of the ones um, I got from uh, Fish at the Devil's Advocate one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I went up there just planning to just vent. I was having yeah. a bad weekend. I was just gonna vent. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I was gonna you be one of those people for once. Right, right. And then I got there and was like, oh no, there's actual audience here. Mm-hmm. It's not just the comics. Right. Um. So then I went and just performed some of the bits that I had, and I, you know, I've been performing for all of like four months at this point. Okay. And. I got off and I felt like I did well. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, that went, you know, well for not being prepared and just, just in general. And he goes, dude, he's all really good transitions tonight. Mm -hmm. Really have everything flowed with this. And I was like, really i was like dude that's all it took to get a compliment from the host who sees everybody there and every just, single week you yeah. know and uh, they roll their eyes you know when certain performances go on from even you even if they like mm-hmm. you it's just like okay but to get a compliment from that yeah from, from him in that moment and i know this one time i was at the spinelli's and gimmick mm-hmm. uh, Louis jones yeah he he to one of my bits he went i i had him on video and he's like
0: nice you know to get
1: that from from someone that's throwing their own shows and that that, that's that's definitely a a huge uh boost oh yeah that that you ride that wave Mm -hmm. you know
0: well yeah because it's everyone knows what it's like to sit there and write and then you go up and you're always a little nervous when you're trying something new this might only be funny to me and then you know you work it and you figure it out and you write and you rewrite and you figure out what line works and what doesn't and then when you put it together and you find that perfect combination of the words and the timing and everything and then another comics like that's it that's, that's a good it. one like that's the best feeling that's the God, biggest compliment
1: and that's why like i i i have trouble doing a lot of the same bits mm. because i'm almost like well you guys i know it's funny now mm-hmm. i don't want to do it
0: right because
1: i'm just like i want to try some I want, how do you how do you like this oh wait, well, you didn't like that oh well, you don't like it yet mm-hmm. you know but i know you like this so i'm i'm almost like i'm almost disinterested with doing this now yeah which is crazy because like i have nothing <laughs> mm-hmm. know, i'm so fresh into this but i don't know to me it's just premises and scenarios and all that because at the end of the day comedy is just your perspective yeah is it's it's unending hmm so we we laughed about it, um, like me and Stephen Ty on our podcast. Yeah. Where I'm like, I haven't heard anybody try to steal my joke yet,
0: mm-hmm. and I
1: go, oh, Does that mean I'm not any does good? That mean it's not worth it. Yeah, right, right, my, right. You know, part of me is like, Oh no, like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, maybe I'm not that funny then. But uh, I'm not afraid that that's mm-hmm. gonna happen because for one, I, I film a lot of my stuff, so I have timestamps.
0: Sure. Right. Right.
1: But also, it's like cool have that all right cool Uh, i'll come up with another premise
0: that's a big thing i know um oh what was it there was a story at like because like the cat williams thing came out like almost a month ago now Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like everyone's talking and there's stories of i forget one comedian was like oh so and so stole my joke or whatever like my youtube feeds all loaded with that stuff after watching the cat williams thing yeah and uh this comic was like, oh, so and so stole my joke and it sucks, and blah, blah, blah. And I guess, like, it was a higher up guy and he, like, he knew Prince. So he calls up Prince, or Prince randomly called him, he's like, how you doing? And he's like, oh, so and so. And he bends to him, he's like, well, um, what are you the, you know, and he's like, that guy stole my joke, he's on original, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, well, are you that guy? Are you on original? And he's like, no. He goes, all right, write new shit. You'll get new jokes. It's fine, let him have it, you know? And that's the, and also, so it's that, so you're 100% right, but it's also like, you're gonna do your own joke better than anyone else can replicate it especially mm-hmm. the more personal it is like if it's a story okay they can tell a story and it's funny but it's never gonna be as funny as you the person who lived it who does yeah. it or if it's your true viewpoint yeah no one's gonna steal
1: it well it's a little bit yeah. of like you know somebody gaming the system somebody taking advantage so that's that's yeah. that's the shitty part of it is for sure is like somebody's getting getting rewarded for not their own work right that's mm-hmm. the big thing you know yeah it's like If, if something happens like at your work, your Mm -hmm. office, and it was your idea, but someone else is taking credit for it or your work. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it for sure. You should still feel shitty, but, but in the comedy side of it, it's cool. All right. I'll just continue writing new shit. Right. Like, um, you can't just stop me from stealing that one, that bit or that joke. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to continue coming with it.
0: Yeah. The, The real comics, the real people putting their nose down to the grindstone and hammering it out. Like you'll just keep churning up new material
1: yeah it, it's really it's it's unending man it it really is mm-hmm. you you think you're gonna run out of sh- of shit but
0: it it just doesn't no it just doesn't surprisingly yeah because you're always like oh god i'm gonna have to come up with a new 10 minutes or whatever and it's but like that's so one of the earliest pieces of advice i got from um so when i started i started with this production company called 414 and it was a mother-daughter duo pat and christine Grillon. christine's like a big sister to me she's great um pat was her mom Uh, and she gave me a piece of advice where she was like, the more you like do a joke, like, of course you want to do like new jokes and whatnot, but like the more you do those jokes and refine them, your brain always wants something new. So that eventually like the new idea is just going to find its way into your head. Yeah. yeah. So you can be as scared as you want that you're not going to write something or have new material by such and such date, but like just go with the flow and you'll find it and you'll eventually bank that. But I'm the same way as you. We're like, if I go to an open mic and I don't have something new that I'm trying out or like it's, you know, a third version of a joke or whatever edit that I need to try. I'm like, this is kind of a wasted rep. Like, I want to do something new. Like, I'll bank it so when I get booked for more time, okay, great. I have this whole bag of jokes that I can yeah. reach in and put the set together. Oops, yeah. sorry. Whole set to- Like, you see the whiteboard. Like, that's, I have the whole, like, that's a 40-minute set right there. That's, like, all my working stuff right now. Uh, touching kids. In the flowing order. <laughs> um. <laughs> What to say? Uh, which one? No, so we're going to get you to the eye doctor, buddy. That is, uh, yeah. No, I mean there is a lot of stuff about how I don't want kids. So that's uh, you yeah. read that word, right? Um, <laughs> but yeah, like so, I just have it laid out there so I know, like, okay, I can pick and choose what I have. That's the whole <clears throat> bag up there.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, because a part of me is 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 also fearful that okay, I know this is funny, yeah, and if for whatever reason, I, I like I'm struggling with with this bit over here and i'm like well i'll go over here to old faithful and mm-hmm. i'm not like i don't set it up right i don't perform mm-hmm. it right or the crowd was just in and out mm-hmm. of the the whole bit right and it doesn't hit and now i'm just in a deeper hole at that point right so i'm almost like you know that's why i, I just go up there with in my head this is what i'm gonna perform mm-hmm and uh and time be damned you know Mm -hmm. i i i don't care if i have a if i have a a minute left you know 45 Mm -hmm. seconds i'm done my set i came up here to say what i'm gonna do right i'm done i'm out of here and and that's also because i'm not at that point where i'm comfortable with doing crowd work and stuff yeah yeah so there is that but like there's something cool about a person when they go up and they're they do they do their bits and they get the fuck out yeah you know yeah hey that's my time thanks guys Fun. And he's yeah. like, oh, shit, okay, cool.
0: Yeah, unless you're contractually obligated to fill that chunk True. of time, Yeah, yeah. there's no... Re- but yeah, like, at an open mic, there's yes. been plenty of times where, sure. like, like uh, the last time I was at Mike drop, and they do... It's four minutes. I went through my set. My jokes weren't all hitting. So I think at, like, the end, I, I got them on a laugh. So I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to end on there. Yeah. And uh, there was something... It was a guy who, like, lost his fantasy football league was uh-huh. there. And so since he lost the he had to go up and do stand up at an open mic and and so they set him up at mic drop and he was like one or two after me or something so i just took the last minute to be like hey everyone hang out like i know your friend's gonna go but like hang watch the other comics that are waiting to go up you know little Mm -hmm, stuff like that mm -hmm. but like i looked at my watch i'm like i do have another minute whatever i gotta laugh let's just end it done i'm out i said what i i did my jokes i'm done yeah give it up for the next comic and let's keep it moving yeah there's you know yeah, you're not getting unless again, like you're paid, you're contractually obligated True. to like fill yes. 30 minutes, whatever the time is. Yes, then you got to do it. But yeah, at the level where you know most of what we're doing right now, yeah,
1: correct. And yeah, I did forget to preface that that I am referring to it like an open mic. Yeah, 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 yeah. versus yeah, show. I mean, you better yeah, you got to come correct. Mm-hmm. Like you, you should be running the light at a show, like a showcase, to to make sure that it's filled. You know, yeah. I wouldn't say, you you don't run the light and by meaning you go like a minute or a minute and a half, but you should be at that point where you're like, this is right about there, this mm-hmm. is right there. Yeah, you should um, know. It. I don't know, because that's, uh, you know, when doing JP's showcase, mm-hmm. like they're like this, it's a competition, right? It's right. To see who's going to do 10 minutes, and everybody's like freaking out. They're like, if you go over by like 10, 15 seconds, you're disqualified from the thing, and I'm like, I get it, mm-hmm. but that's not what I'm here for. Yeah, right, I would like right. to win. Yeah. but i'm here to do my comedy yeah and so i'm not abusing it i don't have pl- i'm not planning to do 8 minutes when i only have 5 right, right. but i'm going to go do my set and if it disqualifies me in any set i i don't care at right. this point i'm not here to win that 10 minutes i'm i'm, I'm still trying to um, you know, hone in my craft, the, yeah, the how yeah, I'm yeah. performing, and so that's my focus. You right, know, guess, right, right. it'd be nice to win, of course, of course, of course, but I'm not freaking out. Like, are back, they're like, oh, I don't, oh, I gotta, and now, mm-hmm. now you're in your head. That's right. how I also, oh, I like to get it out of the way. I like to be one of the first guys you're, up. Yeah, 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 and that way I can just sit back and relax, just
0: enjoy the show. Yes. Yeah, grab a drink. Like I, like for me, I don't like to have, you know, if we're at a lot of the times we're at bars and stuff. I'll have a drink after I get off stage. I don't like to drink before I get on stage. It's my own personal thing. For sure. So that's, I also like to, like, of course, I love. You know, the opportunities if I'm like closing a show, that's mm-hmm, great. Mm-hmm. But I also like going, yeah, first, second, third, whatever. And then I can just sit back and I can be the audience member for the rest yeah. of the night and have yeah. my little tequila soda or whatever and just watch.
1: And not be in your head about, oh man, uh, are they going to mm-hmm. be into this joke? Are they going to be, right. should I take this out? Should I? Yeah. Cause, Cause then you're gauging how they react to everybody else's set. Yeah. You know, if you're in the audience, you know, if you're in the green room, it's whatever. Yeah. You know, that, that, is, that is cool mm-hmm. where you're just kind of separated from that. So you're not fully, you know, In that, like, oh, how's the audience? How's the
0: audience? No, you're in the green room just shooting the shit. Mm -hmm. The green room hangs are so fun. They are. They're some of the best. They are. (laughs) They're just so... Well, and it's also just... I feel like comedians are just a separate breed of people to a bit. Uh, So when you just get everyone together... Like, I love sitting in the green room at JP's. You get, like, six or seven comics and they're just hanging. It's the best. Just shooting the shit, man. Yeah, it's the best. You know, especially, like, what, what I will say, what I like, too, is, like, a lot of the headliners he gets in, like by and large they're all like social people like no one thinks they're too big for their britches Mm -hmm. so you know no Mm -hmm. no headliner has ever been like guys this is the green room everyone else out i need my space like no one's ever been that way in my experience yeah Yeah. so like it's all just yeah it's just a hang you know like everyone's there and like uh i love like rich prang and like i remember one time he was asking like and we were like just going over a bit and he was like yeah i want to do this and like me him and gavin bloom are just like shooting lines out and like just you know just workshopping the bit yeah. and all and like gavin's great for that gavin is like an amazing comedy teacher and writer mm-hmm. he's one of my favorite writers in town so like yeah. anytime i can like sit with him and get an audience i'm like this is the guy i want to like punch my stuff up yeah hell so yeah. Hell yeah. and like that's just the fun of sitting in a green room like that Darn, that's cool
1: that's good <clears throat> i don't know it's just a different muscle too that you get to flex oh, yeah. back there
0: yeah yeah well it's also and you know it's Like comedy is kind of like an individual sport, right? We're up there as solo acts, but also it is kind of like when you're on the lineup, it is a team sport where you're all trying to put the best show out there. Exactly. So like, and that's like, I do a lot of hosting there. So I'm like the first guy out. Like Jim, of course, introduces me, you know, he gets a couple laughs out of the audience before he brings the host up. And then I go up and, you know, I do my five minutes and so I can go back and I like that position. You know, obviously I want to move up, but I like that spot because then I can go in the back and talk to comics like, all right, yeah, there's the, – the left side of the room's a little tight. You got to work for them a little more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that couple in the back, like there's one guy with his arms folded. So like just be aware. Just be prepared. Don't take it the wrong way. And then, you know, and you can kind of address like, oh, the big laughs are coming from the back of the room. Play to them, you know, or yeah. something and let it catch up to the front. Little things good, like man. that. Yeah. Yeah, I like kind of going out there first and feeling out what's, what the room is like and reporting yeah, it's back.
1: valuable. Some reconnaissance.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that's a fun, you know, hosting is arguably one of the hardest jobs you can do, if not the hardest job Yeah. in, in any comedy club lineup. Because you're, you're really, you're the warm-up guy. You're, you know, and especially with hosting, the way I was taught is you're, think of it like you're hosting a party. Mm-hmm. You kind of mm-hmm. have to be everybody's friend. Yeah. So like if you have the dirtier material, maybe don't use it so much as the host. Maybe later on, maybe at the yeah. late show, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. you want to make everyone feel welcome. It's true. And let your feature and your headliner, if they're going to go dirty or touch on some edgier stuff, let them handle it. Mm-hmm. But you kind of break the ice. Uh, was it one guy described it to me? Uh, the The basic structure of like a comedy club of like host feature headliner. Uh-huh. It's like storming the beaches of Normandy that the boats pull up the first boat is your opener or your host door drops. That whole boat gets wiped. That just, they eat all the bullets. They're not there to kill. They're not there to murder. They're just, they're the cannon fodder, right? They just kind of break the ice. Then the feature that boat door drops. And then some of those comics get wiped out, but you get some of the guys on the beach. And the crowd's really warmed up, and they're with it now. Mm-hmm. And then the Nazis are reloading by the time the headliner boat shows up, drops, and that whole platoon can get on the beach and take ground and, you know, have a good time and make advancements, right? Yeah. That, that's kind of how it was described to me. So, like, as the host, you're never going to kill. Yeah, yeah. You're not supposed to kill as the host. You're supposed to be good. Yes. You're not the murderer. The feature is then who really starts ramping up the laughs, and then the headliner is just hitting it every single time. Mm-hmm. That's the ideal structure.
1: Ah, that makes total sense, man. That is so. Then the show can flow smoothly. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it's you got to foreplay the audience, man. Right? When you go in, yeah, can't go in dry. No, you've gotta warm them up.
0: Gotta loosen them up. Gotta you know seduce them with the laughter.
1: Yeah, nobody just gotta wants to up. bite the pillow, dude. <laughs>
0: no, especially in a comedy club, you're just you're just gonna bite a glass. And <laughs> that hurts. It's not recommended.
1: <laughs> man, so what's uh what's on the horizon, man? What are you looking forward to?
0: Uh, just continuing to move up the ladder, so mm-hmm, to speak, mm-hmm. right? Like it's, there's a thing and that, like, for me, I, I don't want to come off pompous with this, but like, I've been doing this, like I said, I started in 06 mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. when I definitely restarted out here, I needed the training wheels on. There was, you know, there was rust to it, you know what That's I mean? sure. So, but now I'm like, I'm finding the groove. I know I have the material. Crackups had me headline in December Hell and that yeah. was a really fun half hour set. Yeah, it was great. So like, I want to start pushing for more of that. And just kind of let everyone know, like, hey, you can book me for 10s and 15s and 20s and 30s and, yeah. like, I can deliver. Yeah. So it's just about spreading that, like, hey, I'm I'm ready to come off the bench. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Um, so it's, it, yeah, it's a lot more of that. Just kind of exposing that and trying to push the Amazon thing and use that as leverage of, like, hey, see, I, I know what I'm doing. I'm ready to go. Book me. Put me in, Coach. Uh, It's a lot of that. Yeah, Yeah. I
1: I think you're definitely there, man. Because I know the first time I saw you, I was like, okay, you got really good delivery setups. Um, Your on-stage presence is really good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're you're definitely. You can tell you were you were more polished Mm -hmm. than than a lot of the other uh, comics that we're kind of brushing up against right now.
0: Yeah. Well, but that's like that's again. Like if I go back and watch that first time I did it at 16, I'm I'm atrocious. Like so many guys are better than I was. It's like some of that's life experience and some of that's just, you yeah. know, awkwardness and stuff. Easily, easily. But, yeah, yeah, no,
1: I feel like I've had a better experience this go around than when I tried it, what, four or five years ago.
0: Yeah, I didn't know you tried it. What was that? How did, oh, like, how did you make the jump from music to comedy?
1: Um, let's see. So my dad passed away in 2019 mm. early okay. and then I was like listening to podcasts all mm. the time. And people were like, oh, I wish, you know, I would listen to Joe's a lot. You mm-hmm. know? So I wish I would, he would have like a regular person, like a plumber, this and that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I know people that own their own businesses here. And I like, I was already having like coffee meetups with with mm-hmm. old friends and okay. whatnot. And I was like, hey, it's been a while. Let's meet up for coffee for like an hour yeah. before before work. Mm-hmm. And just, hey, how are things? How's this? You know, what are some new information that you've taken in? Like, where can I kind of grow? Because I'm, I'm in this growth mindset, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, well, I'm already doing that. I work at a music store where I can get this shit for pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, okay, if if they're asking for something like this, and I'm, I'd be interested in that too. Well, I know people doing things. I know, yeah. you know, musicians. I know uh, owners, uh, business owners, entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. all that. So let's just let's just see what happens. Yeah, yeah. So I did that, and then after a bit, I was just like, well, I kind of wanna. I've always wanted to try comedy
0: yeah i did okay. you
1: know as as i was in into you know talking like this already i'm like yeah. all right well mm-hmm. let me give it a shot man so uh went up and uh i went to mic drop or um mm-hmm. uh, improv mania yeah it was back then yeah back then right and i talk about that because i had five minutes envisioned and i'm like mm-hmm. okay here's a story about me having you know a sexual experience with uh a cougar okay you know, someone much 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 older than me right? okay right i right. had this fucking crazy fucking ending okay so i'm like i'm gonna do that mm-hmm. so okay work up the courage to like write it and do all this right yeah. so i get there and they're like hey we have so many comics tonight anybody signed up now only gets three minutes mm. so i go fuck dude so now right. i have a five minute bit in my head i gotta do in three minutes yeah fuck okay All right, yeah, you can still do it. You can still do it. So I get in there, room is packed. Mm, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Well, they just had their comedy class graduation happening. Oh, okay. So this one girl goes up, has everybody there. You Mm -hmm. know, she does really well. Mm -hmm. And I had just worked up the courage again, talking to myself, be like, you can still do this material. Mm -hmm. It'll be all right. You know, it's a little raunchy, but you know, you'll be all right. They're going to be for it. Mm-hmm. Room clears out. Oh yeah, because she brought everybody. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just like, what the heck? Now I'm like, uh, there's nobody here to really yeah. see this. Like the room, like there's like four people left when there was like thirty in there. Yeah. And then um, they talk some of the people back in because Tristan Bolin was was mm-hmm. barely kind of getting his his wheels. Okay. And then they're like, you you want to see this guy? You're like, come back in. I'm t- we're telling you. So a yeah. few people come back in. And then two comics go on and that last guy just kills the energy in the whole room. Uh, and then uh, I yeah. go up oh. to do my thing and mm-hmm. it's fine. It's it's online. I have posted it. Okay. That right. was my first time doing it. Uh-huh. And then um, like a month later, me and my uh, ex-wife mm-hmm. are now, but we separate. Mm-hmm. So then I'm doing stand-up to like December, like end, end of the year. Okay. And we decide to work on the marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, so... She made necessary changes, so I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll I'll quit this because she was like, I know you were talking to girls. So I told her I was like, you know, I'm I'm right. talking to you know this waitress here, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah, and so she was like, well, I'm like, okay, I understand, you know, let's let's work yeah. on this family thing, yeah, of course. Well, well, we ended up divorcing, mm-hmm. and uh, I kind of just you know, mold around for a bit, kinda got my bearings, and then my buddy convinced me to join his band. So then I joined the band, started Mm -hmm. traveling like crazy, doing all that. Nice. We start bumping heads. So Mm -hmm. I split from the band. Felt like a divorce all again because of the equipment and all the the relationships and all that. So felt like that. And then I was like, man, I still need a creative outlet. I was like Mm -hmm man, what if I really just jump into this comedy thing and take it more serious than mm-hmm. I did last time? Because I think the, the last time I did it, I was doing like Devil's Advocate and and Improv Mania. Yeah. So okay. I was doing two two open mics a week and, mm-hmm. you know, sporadically, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then now, you know, I'm doing, you know, four to six mics a week, mm-hmm. which is a different, I mean, once you, you're just getting stage time. And yeah. that's why we're so thirsty for stage time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why the whole... Um, uh, show over the weekend Mm -hmm. was just like, I mean, we're, we're just thirsty for a stage and an audience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got three people in the audience. Cool. Cool. We'll Mm -hmm. be there. We'll make the show happen. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and just that alone, just getting on stage in a mic and Mm -hmm. getting that exercise out. It's it's really all you need to get going and proper because everything else is gonna come. You're gonna mm-hmm. pick up the technique. You're gonna yep. as long as as long as you are you know open to your own fucking yes. you know where you could grow. Yeah, yeah. You know? And and I think that's where we we're in common in that sense. That, oh yeah, that, that we we see that and 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 acknowledge it. And uh, it's it's been it's been fun. It's been really fun. I've gotten much better with this podcasting podcasting mm-hmm. thing and just. Really, really brushing elbows. I got to get better about about really going out to more shows mm-hmm. in general, not just the open mics and 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 hanging. Yeah, the networking. And, uh, yeah, right. yeah. That's that's the next thing I gotta I gotta do. And then, um, have you have you heard of game show battle rooms? I have. Too? Yeah. So uh, I need a I need to reach out about maybe you know, joining that team and see, see what's available.
0: Yeah. I've heard that's a good way to build up your crowd work skills. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it's, you're just playing off of the people yeah. there. You're, exactly. you're doing the Steve Harvey job. You're doing family feud, yeah. which that seems like a really fun job. Yeah. So why wouldn't you? Yeah. Exactly. I, I got to look at that and figure out the, you know, the survival job schedule and possibly jump into there as well. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I think that's, that's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah I, I think, yeah. And you're, you're very comfortable on stage. Mm-hmm. You have that about you as well. And that goes so far because we've seen people who go up and like you can tell they're nervous and i understand there's nothing wrong with it oh yeah but like to a point where then it starts to hinder and even like they could be the best writer but if you can't deliver the joke and you're not comfortable up there it's not happening yeah yeah
1: the last time i don't know if it was the last time i was at jp's for the showcase or the one right before Mm -hmm. uh but uh afterwards my uh sheila came into the uh to the green room area and she and she goes um (laughs) She's like, you did really good. I was like, "Did my ner- voice sound nervous at all?" She's mm-hmm. like, "No," because as I'm talking, I could kind of like it felt mm-hmm. like I was uh, like a little nervous because right. I, I I was nervous, but yeah, I was yeah. like, "Cause you hear it in my voice." Because mm-hmm. I, for whatever reason, it just came over me and I couldn't really kick it. Right. And so, like, <laughs> that's why I used to drink so heavily in a band. Mm-hmm. Was okay. uh, for one, you're, you're getting drinks bought for you. You have a band tab. Yeah. yeah. But also. You know, I was like, I don't. I'm not that good of a of a basis to be part of this. But you guys are here to see me, like, to see us. Like, I'm not Mm -hmm. that. You know, I'm not good. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But after a couple shots, you're like, oh yeah, I got this. Yeah, yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, like I'm I'm all for it. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm used to the stage in in that sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So that that has helped me being comfortable just being in front of people. Yeah, and and know that you know I do have. I do have some interesting takes mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. And, and to me, it's just cultivating the funny. Cause yeah. I know when I, when I'm up there, I got eyes, mm-hmm. but the laughs got to come with it too. Right. You right, know? Right. So I, I know that, you know, my, my presence is, is good in that sense, but yeah. I, that's where my writing needs to come in and, yeah. and, and pick up, you know, carry its own weight.
0: Okay. Well, I, you're getting laughs. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen you bomb no like uh, you're you're a comic so i'm sure you have we all have i you know like i said last time i was a mic drop i was not doing so hot (laughs) yeah i got i got a good laugh at the end and then i was like hey stick around everybody's great and then jumped off the stage so like we all have those nights but yeah no like i think you're you're very like for being again like you did it what a couple times in 2019 and then that was it yeah and now you're back into it for what like close to a year right
1: uh it'll be a year a- in april
0: okay so we're getting there
1: yeah we're getting there man we're yeah no there.
0: you're doing great so far man
1: hey thanks yeah, dude. really don't tell me that i'm gonna slow down no, <laughs> <laughs> tell me
0: i'm doing horrible uh,
1: after i told you the whole story earlier oh, i need positive reinforcement oh you think yeah. that's good yeah check
0: this out no no it's no you're doing like and that's what i really love about what you're doing is like it shows that like Kind of like what you're saying, where you're like, oh, okay, let me work on this aspect. Let me do this. Let me do that. Like, there's a group of us, and there's more people than the people I'm about to name, but like you, me, Anna, Justice, Cameron, JPs, and like Ian Estrada, and Ray Reyes when he comes back, right? He's doing his own thing now. Mm -hmm. Like, we all take it, we break it down, we're like, all right, what did we do good? What did we not do so good? What needs the improvement? And then every time we come back, and the bit's a little different, it's we say it differently, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we're making those improvements, and that builds up over time. And that's, you know, that's how you get somewhere.
1: Yeah. Just being comfortable up there. That's, and that's, yeah. that's why people view the art form as, oh, that, I could do that. Mm-hmm. I can do that. You know, I, I tell funny stories at the party. I do all this, you know, yeah. and that's, it's, it's a different scenario yeah, in, in a sense. And there's tons of funny people I try to convince, you know, to do the stand up thing, but it's just, they're just like, I don't. Oh, an audience and a stage Nah, i'm cool yeah some people but don't i'm like dude, you hold you hold we'll be at a house party and you got the whole room captivated with this and he's like
0: nah. Eh. yeah yeah some people are just <laughs> cool with like the impromptu thing because it is a different thing like now it's one thing to hold court when you're hanging out with your buddies yeah. and then it is a different thing of like okay i'm gonna stand on stage and all of you have to listen to me for the next five minutes or whatever it mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. and the lights are on you and everyone's just looking at you like yeah. all the tables are pointed in your it is it's such a different dynamic um and yeah some people just don't yeah because i used to convince people all the time like you should do stand-up you're always so funny and they're like yeah. Nah, i'm good that's fine like some people <laughs> hey, are so fine wow. being the funniest guy at the office and that's yeah. great we need that yeah. too yeah, 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 um but yeah i don't know and just some people just they're not wired for it which is weird True. yeah i can't be normal that's the thing <laughs> like i have to i tried being normal i'm like this isn't working for me Indeed. i have to be on stage and yell at strangers
1: i know i think about like corporate and office jobs and mm-hmm. just like uh, yeah, I no, can't, man. it's frightening. Yeah, I can't. So, we got to make something happen here. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there.
0: Like I said, I, like, I think everything's on an upswing now, you know, a couple years removed from the pandemic. And, you know, I, th- I think the economy is getting better. I don't know. It depends on what channel you watch, right? Of course. But, uh, you know, I think things are moving in a direction where, like, the comedy clubs are getting more full, more consistently. Um, people are out looking for a good time. Is this I
1: mean, an election year?
0: This is an election year, oh unfortunately. God, I know dude. it's going to get so bad. I I feel like everyone just stopped doing political humor and I got really happy about it. And now it's only going to ramp up again. It and is. like, I don't even care which side you are, but like after a while, political humor, it, it just gets so, worse. Yeah. It's even, did you go to, um, did you check out Big Pine this year the comedy festival over the summer? Um, I did wasn't able it? to
1: go to it, but I went to one of the seminars. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, I went, I think I went to both of those, I think, yeah. I popped in late to one of them, I know.
1: And then we went to eat across the street.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, we were there. That's right. Um, So I think it was that one. They had the guy who I think books the comics for The Tonight Show. Yeah, oh yeah. I think, yeah, it was that. I couldn't remember if it was that first or second time. yes. And he flat out said, he's like, yeah, we don't bring on political comics. No COVID. uh, No COVID, no politics. Like, we're done with it. Just move on from it, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm And, like, I think that's a good way to look at it. Not even from the sc- scope of, like, oh, you might alienate an audience. Of course, like, especially at the TV executive level, they think about that. Yeah. But it's also if everyone's talking about it. Saturated. You know, yeah. And there's yeah. A, like, and we all see the same news cycle clips. So everyone's talking about the same thing. Like, oh, Biden pushed the poll door. I know that was a George Bush thing, right? But, like, yes. that kind of example where Trump said this today. And yeah. it's like, all right, everyone knows that one. Like, do well, someone needs to different. come in.
1: Yeah. You, I think. <sighs> Cause it, it, it does allow, you know, somebody to come up with a good angle, right? But most yes. of them are going to be fucking, you know, just whatever. Like most people's angles on like Epstein Island. Okay, cool. Right. Yeah. See it. yeah that was the, big
0: um, one. what's his name's got a good one though. Garrick, Garrick fees. Oh, I haven't seen his, um, I like him. I haven't seen his bit on that.
1: It's, it's pretty new. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know if I should talk about it.
0: Yeah. Don't give it away don't give it away but I, if there's a clip i mean send it my way
1: but yeah he has a really good angle on it that yeah you wouldn't i i wouldn't have come up with that right. you know I, you you're thinking about it like i didn't even want to touch Epstein's island i'm just like eh, yeah I'm, I'm kind of over here still yeah um but he he had a good angle on mm-hmm. it that i'm just like okay see there you go you there there's there's opportunity there even though everybody mm-hmm. is talking about it yeah and uh i mean what's it seth balance has a really good line uh on it too about you know um i think is bill clinton gonna go to heaven or something like that oh okay and he has a really good he's another line. good writer yeah he's, uh, he's he, so he really fun to watch is. yeah he yeah. is fun he is fun yeah there's tons of uh talent here man there's there really tons is. of talent here you know it's 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 a it's a leapfrog or um leap pad what do you guys say leap city state like people just kind of like a leap leap pad to go somewhere else yeah yeah yeah. i don't know man i think it's 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 come it's becoming something more yeah you know um i think with how many times we've held the super bowl here and that Mm -hmm. downtown phoenix has actually come back to life yeah yeah um you know because it was it was really bad and you know after the recession Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um this is this is it's a hub man people come it to is. old town from out of uh, from out of state all the that's time. like
0: the western u.s like bachelorette party capital, capital. you yes, go exactly. i we had a friend in town uh some of my friends from the aquarium and all and we went out to dinner in old town mm-hmm. and just sitting down at dinner like two bachelorette parties came in and out mm-hmm. for dinner yeah you know random uh, mm-hmm. it was a saturday night so it's yeah. a hot night to go out of course but yes. like yeah like you always see nice. that or like on instagram you'll yes. always see old town it's like it's so-and-so's bachelorette or somebody's 21st or 30th like it's a party
1: hotspot. our band was playing Casbar, a wine and whiskey bar down there and Mm -hmm. that's uh we played it you know like once a month and you would always see bachelorette parties coming Mm -hmm. through and you know i sat with a couple of them i was like any are any of you guys from arizona like no we're here i was like why like this is yeah a, a, a bachelorette destination yeah, you know, well,
0: right. that's even... Are you a wrestling fan, by chance? Do you watch? Um, like,
1: like WWE or... Yeah,
0: just in general, really. I don't know how... Or they meant like
1: collegiate. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, no, like, yeah, like pro wrestling. No, there I don't follow it.
0: There's uh So there's a female wrestler mm-hmm. uh, from New Jersey, so I'm a fan of hers, uh, mm-hmm. who goes by Sonya Deville. Th- she lives out in Florida, uh-huh. I think. I don't know. Uh, but, like, you know, she just had know. her... Uh, I yeah well that's where their developmental is so like all of them are in florida but she's also like on her instagram she like flips houses now so who knows where she actually lives right but she just i mean she lives in florida near miami you know like she can drive to miami she still flew to scottsdale for the bachelorette party like it's a yeah you know or like nashville is closer that's like the main hub on the east coast Mm -hmm. for bachelorette parties is nashville but scottsdale is still just a perfect there was a gig i did uh god was it a year and a half ago maybe um and it was a bachelorette party and a friend of a friend reached out and was like hey we want to you know go do like a comedy show so they're asking and i was gonna like be like oh all right well here are the clubs in the area you're staying and you know pick a show i'm sure they'll do a group rate they're like well it's like that's the day we're coming in we don't necessarily want to go out like we're having a private chef come in and doing all this so we were hoping like a comedian could show up to the house and perform in the house and i'm like uh It's a different story. Okay. And like, I didn't really like know how much material I had. I was like, I could probably do like 20 minutes. I could feel comfortable. Like, are you guys cool? And they're like, well, we were hoping an hour. So I brought like a couple comics with me. And yeah, and we did, it was like a comedy house call. You know what I mean? And we just did the show in the living room. One of the comments, it was Ty Lavette brought the sound system. I don't know if you met Ty. Mm-mm. She's like popped in and out. She's a very funny like guitar comic. She writes very to. funny songs. Uh, and then someone we haven't seen in a while, Ray Bradshaw, Uh-oh. did the show with me. She's she's very funny. She's nice. very clever. Again, a really good writer. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, we just did like this really fun show. But again, it's a bachelorette party came in. So like the private chef was leaving and then we show up and plug in the sound system. And All right, we're doing a show for an hour. You know, okay. but like it's constant, like there's all the Airbnbs are just mansions. Like we just pulled up and it's like a neighborhood that none of us belong. Well, I certainly don't belong in. Uh, <laughs> like I'm looking at like these are just mansions just rented out for Airbnb. Like it's mm-hmm. the perfect party destination spot. So yeah. So Phoenix, Scottsdale, the whole thing's on the way up. Yeah. um, You know, and there's so much talent. There's uh, have you met Mike Dapper? Yes. Yeah. yeah. He was on Stefan Satani's podcast which is a really good podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mike Dapper said it really well. And he's like, you know, we should all be supporting each other in the scene. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's going to be like some friendly competition or there's only so many spots, but like we should all be building each other up because if someone breaks from the comedy scene, like bookers and Hollywood or whoever, what gatekeepers, right? They're not going to go, Oh man, we found that really great talented person in Phoenix. Let's, or he compared it to fishing. He's like, Oh, we caught that big, you know, trophy yeah. bass, right? I'm never going to fish in that lake again. No, if you find someone who's the next breakout comedy star in Phoenix, more eyes are going to come to Phoenix. Yeah. And exactly. that's good for everybody. Yeah. So we should all be lifting each other up, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And like you go on Facebook and there's, you know, people are beefing all the time and the locals. And it's like, can we stop? Egos, can we stop? I get like, if you have a problem, like work it out there. Stop. Blow. It. Like, let's all be a collective unit to like all lift each other up right like what is it the you know when the high tide comes in all the boat rises yeah all the boats rise together yeah it's that kind of thing
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. look at you man bringing the
0: community together i do this is my moment of zen this is my <laughs> this is where i bring it back and i'm calm but then later on i'm gonna jump in the car to go to a show and it's gonna be like what the fuck <laughs> yeah then i'm gonna rage out
1: yeah well you're it's your prerogative and your fair thank you, you. Have, you're allowed to do that man thank you yeah. free country yeah <laughs> oh man dude um thanks for coming on brother dude
0: thank you you came up to me in north bumblefuck phoenix so i appreciate it (laughs) uh you know like i said next time i'll come to you or we'll find a middle spot or something but yeah
1: yeah no this is great man yeah we'll do it again man
0: running back
1: yeah next time you got a special
0: next time all right yeah next time next time i get a special we'll do it. okay so that means you just got to get one asap I'll work on it. I, you know, someone, <laughs> another podcast, you know, cause I'm trying to just whore myself out and promote the hell out of this. So mm-hmm. thank you again. Yeah. Um, there was one I recorded uh a few days ago and he was like, what are your goals? Like, you're going to do like an hour special. And I'm like, oh, maybe like a year, year and a half. I f- I'll feel maybe ready by then with yeah. like all that plus. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. I just, it's one of those things like what I like about the whole Zen comedy thing is like Zach asked me and these other comics to do it. And I respect everyone who's like, I'm going to make my own special. I'm going to put it up on YouTube. I'm going to put it out there. That's great. And I think everyone who feels ready for it should do it. To me, there's that extra bit of validation of someone saying, Hey, I'm doing this. I want you to come do it. There's that extra bit. So like, I'm not saying I'm sitting and waiting for Netflix or Amazon to call me and be like, we want to give you an hour. But like, there's a little more of like, I would like that validation of be like you, you should have a special like a yes. little bit because everyone right now is putting it out there and I don't want it to get lost in the shuffle. So yeah, that's why yeah, yeah. getting asked to do it, it being brought on amazon i'm like yep. oh that's that's nice that's a nice little stamp of approval exactly yeah, yeah. okay i'm
1: doing I'm, I'm in the right direction i'm right. doing good i'm being recognized yeah yeah because yeah, i
0: respect zach i don't know if, i don't think you've met zach because no, no, yeah no, he's in no. new york he comes back every so often um he's a good dude to know he's he's okay. a very supportive guy very funny guy definitely has his own unique comedy style and it, i love watching him go up like when, whenever you get around to watching the special everybody like zach the way he tells stories is just so fun
1: Oh, i'm looking forward to it man make yeah. it a, a good thing you think i should take it in sober or should i uh be under any influence <sighs>
0: that's a good question i don't i would say however <laughs> you prefer what your whatever your favorite method of taking it in um mm. but yeah i mean it's it's a nice mix i don't know i'm trying to see because it starts off with a bang and very like mid-atlantic and high energy with carrie yeah, you know, and then uh, who is it? I think Zach goes next, and Zach's a little more zen. Still has his moments where he beefs up, and he's got a lot of range, which is great. Mm-hmm. Then Lola comes in in the middle and really like kicks the drive up a bit. Yeah. Then you have Lou, and then you have me. So it's it's like a nice, and it's very fun, Good. like every consistently funny, but like energy level. Kind of like I'm consistently high energy carries consistently high energy. I think Lola is pretty high energy the whole time mm-hmm. and then Zach and Lou kind of ride the wave. Yeah yeah so yeah, it's yeah. it's a fun balance. I love the way he put everything together. Oh,
1: that's good that's some experience yeah
0: so i don't know so uh, to answer your question about like should you do it under the influence of anything uh maybe like i forgot to ask that question two and four yeah i'll I'll bring it back (laughs) i know i meant to go back to like how do you feel like musicians express and find themselves and that was like an hour and a half ago we never even touched back on it
1: (laughs) no we will man yeah we will um what time is it yeah i know you gotta i gotta grab the kids here soon man okay dude thank you so much you, um let it. these fine folks know what your uh your usernames and handles and uh, dark web social ooh, the dark
0: web the only fans okay yeah so only fans were all my feet pictures now uh <laughs> god i wish i had the guts to corner that market no mm-hmm. uh you, tiktok instagram youtube uh at patrick bean comedy uh and then you can go on amazon prime for zen comedy
1: beautiful guys check him out follow him you're going to do great things, brother. Thanks, bye. Thank you. Uh, we'll you do it too. again. Yes, I can't uh, wait.
0: Bye. Bye, buddy.